To face the gloom spite gets is to look upon a lunatic's nightmare. Beneath the gaze of the bad moon, a weird planetoid that spreads insanity and flesh-warping magic wherever its sickly light falls, these troglodytic monsters fight with a vicious energy, screeching and cackling all the while. Hordes of manic grots boil up to the surface, accompanied by stomping cave beasts and gargantuan arachnids from the oldest and darkest forests. Amongst these anarchic enemies, madness holds sway. The unpredictability of the Gits is matched only by the punishment they mete out to anyone who draws their vile attention. At first glance, it would be easy to dismiss the Gloomspite Gits. One might scoff at the natural cowardice and treachery of the Grots, the mindless ferocity of their squigs, and the legendary stupidity of the cavern-dwelling Trogoths. They lack the natural aggression of the Orcs, the mountain-shattering strength of the Gargans, or the sheer bulk of the Ogors. Yet, this apparent weakness is a mirage, one that the Gits have learned to use to their advantage. They are cunning and vindictive in the extreme, their deranged minds forever spinning with ploys to undermine those who look down upon them. Within every grot lies the spiteful desire to succeed no matter the odds, and their cruelty knows no limits. In the era of the beast, the gloomspite Gits are resurgent. The bad moon charges through the heavens like a boulder crashing down a mountainside, even as the earthquake god Kragnos rampages across reality. In his wake, the Grots and their allies emerge from fissures ripped open in the land, looking to please their malignant moon god through acts of desecration. And as the Dawnbringer Crusades march into those dank and darksome regions where nature is at its most loathsome, the beady red eyes of the Grots watch them from the shadows. Welcome to the garage, you tools. For the next three hours or thereabouts, we're going to do our best to keep you informed and entertained and have a few laughs along the way. Bringing you Grots and Squigs and Arachnoroks and Trogoths. I'm Dave Whitek, and with me, as always, my silent partner, Lindsay, the albino hockey puck from Canada, the albino Canadian hockey puck. Ah, I messed up her intro. What a jerk I am. Say hi, Lindsay. And Lindsay's not going to say anything because I messed up her intro. But that's that's not the thing. That's not what we need to worry about here. Um, Chris will be joining us right after the break. Um, it has been a weird week. And we're trying to get this recorded and out on the day that it's allowed to be talked about. So here we are trying to get all of this done um, by any means possible. So we could be one of those people who have something out there like right on the day that you're allowed to talk about it. And so, yeah, we're now we're doing it like all the cool kids do. But Chris will be in here in a moment. I'm just getting through all the introductory hellos and whatnot. Uh, and that does include thanking our sponsors, Chaos Orc Superstore. 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 Skicks. Skicks. Skicks Squared Studios. For all your basing and gaming needs. Six Squared Studios. Six Squared Studios. That's the number six, squaredstudios.ca. And they've got, you, you, they got everything. They got all... 
the bits, the Bob, they can make stuff custom. Uh, I think Cranky got in touch with them after the last call I told him. It's, it's, they got everything. They're awesome. Now, um, if you just want to get stuff stock standard, then you can always go and pick up stuff also from our third sponsor, Grognard Games in Rosedale, Illinois, because there's always something happening at Grognards. And they just put out a big announcement. They are opening up a second location, I believe in March, in like two months. Uh we're gonna we're gonna have um we're gonna have Todd on uh next episode to talk all about the new Grognards location. Um but yeah, that's actually really exciting. Now there's going to be two places. Um, I'm I'm just so happy that it's doing that well. Um, due in no part whatsoever to the show, uh, it's just due to Todd being being uh, being a shrewd businessman. So um, what else? Oh, the Patreon sponsors. That's right. I want to thank the Patreon sponsors. Those people who think this show is actually worth their. Money. They're supporting this show through monetary contributions per episode, and I love each and every one of our Patreon patrons, uh, the present patrons, the patrons in our uh, the, in the past, and anyone who's considering to be a future patron. Thank you so much for even considering it, um, because it makes this show and every episode we do possible. Uh, I'd like to thank our associate producers Jake C and James Brown, and our executive producer Scotty Milne. Thank you for becoming part of that 1% who make this show and every show we do happen. Really is. Uh, also, we got voicemail. We do have a voicemail today, too. Voicemail at 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. That's 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. That's right. Most international callers dial 00. And then 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. Yep, that's how that works. Um, okay. Uh, voicemail. I'm trying to open the voicemail. Why? What? Is, no, I don't want a Darth Maul meme. What is this? Okay, here it goes. Sorry, couldn't get to it. Voice mail. All right. Oh, and I've got two voicemails. One literally just came in while I was yapping with you. All right. So cool. So this. Here we go. I'll play the first one first, and then the next one. That's how that goes usually. Hey guys, it's Matt out here in Salt Lake City. It's been a while. Um, been meaning to call, but you know, life gets in the way. Real quick, I just want to say if you hear any rambunctious noises in the background, like crashing and banging, that is because I have recently adopted a wonderful little one-year-old cat, and she is a little hellraiser. Or, sorry, heck raiser. Apologize, I forgot the uh, no swearing policy. Anyways. Just really listen to the recent episode. Fantastic what you guys do. Um, you know, I related a lot to some of the experiences of the contest winners. And I just want to say that what really draws me to your podcast is how positive everyone involved in it is. You know, it's very, it's very easy to be negative, And I think in a lot of ways it's encouraged, especially on the Internet. So to have something that's just overwhelmingly positive, but still able to be critical of certain things, is really, really important. Uh, so, you know, keep it up, guys. You're doing a fantastic job. You're providing a necessary service in the hobby space. And, uh, yeah, you motivate me to keep on doing what I do. And, frankly, I don't know, maybe this relates to some of you out there, but playing Warhammer is really great because it's a way to get out of the house. And sometimes that's half the battle when it comes to, you know, whenever you've got mental stuff going on. So, Love what you do, guys. Keep it up, and uh, here's to another 12 years. Take care. Hope everyone had a wonderful holiday and a happy new year. 
Another 12 years. What did I ever do to you? <laughs> oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you, Matt, from Salt Lake City. I really do appreciate that. I really do. It's, uh, it was, it was ridiculously overwhelming that part of the episode. And, uh, if you're not on the Facebook page, guys, come join the Facebook page because we got some videos and things posted up and things like that um, from the contest winners. And it's really just heartwarming and it's cool. So, um, yeah, thank you all for that. That was really, really amazing. Uh, we got one more from Kyle up in Canada. Take it away, Kyle. Hey, and Chris, this is Kyle from up in Canada. Just wanted to say hi to all the tools because I'm a long-time listener. This is a first-time caller. Uh, super excited that Chris is coming down to the Adepticon tournament and can't wait to hopefully play him in the Warcry bit there. Any other tools that are going? So I'll link up and maybe have a nice little beverage there. Uh, just wanted to let the tools know, though, that if you're in southern Ontario, particularly around the Hanover region, our friendly local gaming store, the Giddy Goblin will be having its first major Age of Sigmar tournament for third edition on February 11th. Uh, for 2,000 points tournaments, and we're hoping to see as many tools out there as possible. Thanks very much, guys. Keep up the great work. Bye. All right. Well, thank you very much. That was a wonderful. Uh, that was a wonderful call as well. Thank you, Kyle. Appreciate it very much. Um, okay, so that's that is all of the voicemail. That's all the sponsor talk. That's all the intro talk. We're going to come back. Chris will be here when we get back, and we're going to talk gloom spite gets. We are going to talk lore, and we are going to talk um, this army. Uh, I know Chris is excited about it. I think it looks like a better army to me than it was. Um, without going, you know, over the top cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, um, it feels like I could build four different armies in here or I could mix that army and it feels like all of them could be fun depending on just whatever I like to do. So I'm really excited. We're going to be back. And when we are, we are going to absolutely just crush it and cover the lore right when we're back. Folks, Chaos Orc Superstore, your one-stop shop for all your hobby gaming needs. They've not only got current and classic GW releases, Chessex Dice, and Vallejo Paints, but now they're also carrying Mantic, Infinity, Flames of War, Privateer Press, Soda Pop, Dark Age, and other assorted boarded miniature-based games. They usually ship within 24 hours, and the model in the picture is the model they ship to you, because at Chaos Orc Superstore, what you see is what you get. We're back, and we're back with Chris Walker. Chris is here. Hey, Hi, hey. Chris. Hello. 
How's it going, brother? Good. Gloom spite gets, right? Yeah. We got we got the book. Yeah. Games Workshop was nice enough to let us see an advanced copy of it. And uh, so here it is. It is the day that we're allowed to talk about it. We have a whole show ready. Yeah, man. Now, if we were really cool, we would have had the whole show ready for the uh, Beastmen as well and just dropped them real close. But I'm just glad we got one done at this point. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Man. Okay. So has the lore expanded or is it me? I don't really recall the lore from the last book that well because it was a while ago. It feels like it has. So I didn't read the last book. Okay. I didn't didn't have it. Oh, so this is... All right, so it's new to you. Yeah. Well, let's dive into it then. Yeah. Um, Now, this is, you know, this is one of those armies you either love or you hate, I feel like. Mm. You're either into Grotz or you're not, like, because there's no middle ground with these guys, right? Mm Mm-hmm. but I do like how the book has sort of divided everything up. You got your, you know, like sort of four major categories. Yeah. You know, uh, spiders, squigs, uh, tragas, tragas, and gabos, and gabos. And I think you can play it either way. I think you could run all of one thing. Yeah. If that's your pleasure, or you could. I think I think this book really uh, allows you to mix them up. Yeah, you can totally just do a. You can just mix them all up. I think that's and I think it works. Also, I think it's yeah. I think it all works. Yeah, um, it's essentially it's kind of just like whatever you like. I mean, if you like, you know, maybe you can just bring a little bit of each. Yeah, and I and I feel like you know it'll it'll work based yeah, on what it is. You can even you can monster mash with this. You can do hordes with this. You can do. Elites with this, you can do character heavy. You can do character. You can do all of it, and I think all of it's viable. Yeah, it's it. It looks like a really fun book. I'm yeah. I'm really kind of super excited. Now, uh, you know, book starts off, and we get your little intro page. Yeah. Um, I like this beginning, basically giving you look. Everybody kind of looks at Grotz as nothing. Like they're no big deal. Right. Like, yeah, they're vicious, and yeah, they're terrible, but they're also cowards, and they're kind of spindly and weak, and they're only about four and a half feet tall, and yeah. they're just not that scary. And the book's like, yeah, actually, they are. Right, because they're everywhere. And they're <laughs> rotten. Yeah, I mean, suddenly, the, I mean, they're not as numerous as Skaven, but apparently they're everywhere. Yeah. And anytime you get any of these, you know, any cool, dark areas, mushrooms start growing, and they're coming out of there. Um, and I love the book jumps in with, although their methods are erratic and often self-destructive, they never fail to bring devastation to their enemies. Right. And that's what this comes down to. These are vicious. <sighs> They're spiteful. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. It's, I like, it, the, I like the, 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 the one thing it says on the opening page. It says, within every grot lies the spiteful desire to succeed no matter the odds. And their cruelty knows no limits. That's that's yep. essentially yeah. That's that's a that's a that's a gabo summed up right there. Just these just these mean greenskins who will just backstab each other or anyone to get ahead. Yeah, <laughs> and it goes with it gives you all this stuff about the grots, and then it also sits here with um, 
there are a great many qualities the average grot lacks. Uh, it says, of course, courage is one, as is honor, compassion, table manners, and any conception of hygiene. So yeah. I guess you can, yeah. here's your grots right here, man. This is yeah. what you're getting. Uh, and they're there. They're gross. They're nasty. They're insane. <sighs> the important thing there is they're not dumb. No. Right? No, they're not. Um, yeah. There's a lot of scaven in them. Yeah, they're uh, they're 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 clever. They're conniving. They're sneaky. They're mm-hmm. yeah. There's a little yeah. You can you can make that correlation between uh, you know a, the skaven and the, the grots two, a little bit. That's why they're they're massive enemies too. Two races of, of short, you know, uh, races yeah. that live primarily underground. Yeah, and um, they're two very different, but still they uh, they keep reminding me. Of that, um, you know, they worship Gorka Morka, and we all know the basics is that they're just little goblins. And yeah. we got another book that seems like it only had about a couple of new models. I'd really like to see some new Grot models. I know that the moon, the you know the the the, the black robed, but they're like press fit one piece. <laughs> Yeah, they've been around for a while. Yeah, I was I was goblins. a little sad not to see some better looking night gobbles. Yeah, models. so what's what, what's the current night goblin model? Is that the ones from that starter set? I don't know. Are they're they're not? They can't just be no. They can't just be the one piece or the two piece. Still, are they? I honestly, I haven't bought a grot in so long. I just I haven't had that. Don't need any more. Well, I have so many that exactly. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking at the pictures in the book, and man, yeah, oh man, they're I, I the same it model. <laughs> it's yeah. the same model, and yeah. Oh. yeah, it's just the guys from. Yeah, yeah. I think on this one, I think you yeah, yeah. you glue on the you glue on the one arm with the spear, yeah, and the shield, and possibly the head. Uh, I think that's it. I think it's like three or four parts. Yeah, they don't show the sprue online. No. But I'm just saying, I remember from playing with them. Yeah. All my gobos are from Battle... Skull Pass. Skull Pass. The One Piece, Slot of Fit, those gobos? I, I think so. Gosh, it's been so long since I've taken them out. I have a massive goblin army. I mean, it's dumb how many goblins I have. And the thing is that those goblins, they're not... I mean. You look at the older goblins with the bigger heads, with the with the crazier faces. You know the ones have, I'm talking about. Yeah, I have those too. Yeah, I like those kind of better. Mm, those are like the, um, because because those were the ones that they were kind of like the regular goblins. They're, they refer to them in here. Those are the ones that the uh, the snarl fangs are from. You know the. Uh, what do they call those no, guys? No, not the forest goblins. Not those no, old yeah. forest goblin models. Right, That's the, what right, I'm talking right, about. Right, right. I'm, t- I'm talking about it was a it was a pl- it was a box that you could buy. Yeah, and it was goblins in there, and you could you had to put their heads on. Right, a bunch of different heads, and you can make them spears, or you can make them spear and shield, or you can make them. Um, I think to, you could make netters. And I don't I think, think there they, was netters in that kit. Oh, uh, wasn't there? No, because the netters are were night goblins. 
Well, okay. Well, these these looked like Nike. I mean, they were still had the, the they still had the cloaks and stuff. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, so there was a kit that was not night goblins. It was yeah, that was a, the forest it, goblins. There was another one. <laughs> was there another one? Yeah, it was. It's an older plastic kit. Hmm. That one I, you, I have some. I I won't go bust them out right now. Yeah, I have some. Yeah, I mean. I don't know. It's just I was I if if I could have seen anything, I would have liked to have seen those because yeah. it seems like you could you could do basically anything and they'd be an improvement at this point. You know I, what did, I, mean? I did I did find this little guy. Let's see if you can see him. Here, I'm going to the camera. Look at this little dude. He's a little metal. Yeah, it's not focusing on it. It's just focusing oh, okay. on you. It's a little metal goblin. Oh, jeez. He's like. He's metal and he's let's say date on this guy because it just says goblin. Oh, there's ninety one. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It's it's it's. I was, I was really hoping to see new ones. Mm-hmm. And I realize I just it's like because they've been making that same one for so long, and I mean, it would be so cool to see these things a little more dynamic, a little more yeah. kind of running at you, yeah. teeth bared. You know, a little crazier yeah. than the and, just sort of rank and file army of mm-hmm. of them. That goblin's thirty two years old. Yep. That's crazy. That's nuts. <laughs> yeah, I mean they haven't changed the night goblin models in a while. It's, it's been a minute. It's well, been a minute. I mean, those were the models they were using in seventh edition. When seventh yeah. edition dropped. Yep. So we're talking uh, when did it? AOS Eighth Edition dropped in uh, twenty ten. Okay. So then you go back to uh, I think about two thousand five when Seventh Edition dropped, mm. and those yeah, were the models. That, those push fit ones, and those ones were the models from Skull Pass in oh yeah. five. So yeah. we're looking at, yeah, we're looking at seventeen year old models, right? Or eighteen year old models. Yep. Yeah, here we go. Battle for Skull Pass. Oh, Siri. Yeah, no kidding. She's always telling me she didn't hear things. <laughs> uh, okay, but these guys, like I said, I, I like the... and What I like in the intro here, because let's talk about this, because the models, I mean, the fact that they don't have it, we could talk all we want about how old they are. They're still the yeah, old, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, here nor there, yeah. I like the little... They talk about the Grot subcultures rising and falling. Yeah. And going into these different little groups. Um, yeah, they kind of split up into their into their like subcultures after, yeah. And then they talk about when, when the Age of Chaos starts, yeah. and it talks about, uh, they talk about Grabby Blackcap and that, and uh, while Grotkind's already questionable sanity g- degenerated further as centuries of isolation took their toll. <laughs> yeah. They worship all sorts of strange manner of entities. One supernatural entity that all Grots can get behind, however, is the Bad Moon. And the bad moon's pretty cool. Um, there's an interesting thing there that I'm noticing, and it, part of it is with the bad moon. But they also mentioned it with a couple. Like when you get to the bad moon, okay, mm-hmm. and there's so many little clever explanations here, you know, because they yeah. always do that. And I, you yeah. know, it's one of the things I like with these books. And I know I've I've said it before. Is you're going to get a lot of people say it's this, but some people say it's that. Other people yeah. say it's this, and there's even more. Thi- so they never give you a perfectly straight answer for a lot of this stuff. Yes, but they let you with the most prevalent answer. Yeah, you had you had the phrasing spot on too. That's always how they say it in these. Yeah, and 
Um, so Gorka Morka found this great rock floating out in the sky, jumped up and tried to eat it, bit into it, broke his teeth. Yeah. Um, and he's all upset. Uh, but, it, in the, okay, and this, this seems to happen throughout this book. These goblins all worship different things. The bad moon. Mm-hmm. He tried to eat the bad moon, didn't quite bite through the crust far enough. Yeah, but like imbued with his power. Yes, it, you know he bit it, and I don't know if it's the saliva or it's like it's like a vampire bite. <laughs> yeah. This thing is infected, and now the bad moon's got Gorka Morka in it. Right. You talk about the great spiders that they worship. This spider mm-hmm. bit Gorka Morka on his foot, yeah. and instead of Gorka Morka getting poisoned, the spider got Gorka Morka. Like that's everything yeah. they worship. It's yeah. just like this guy oozes. Gorky, yeah. gorky morkiness or whatever. I don't know how you say it, but I, mean, I know yeah, what I'm was, talking was about. Is gork or possibly mork? So yes. One of the two. And then, yeah. and then these he, either he bites things and, and leaves his mark on them, or something bites him and he still leaves his mark <laughs> on it. Yeah. You're not the same after you bit gorka morka. Like it's right. just such a weird. Yeah. Even thing. the even even the git mobs who are the, I guess those are your regular goblins that are out on the the plains and yeah. steps and yeah, stuff yeah. those are the snarl fangs they even have a an origin story for it yeah everybody does um yeah so wherever they say wherever it goes strange mania runs through its worshipers the bad moon it's basically and it seems like it's partially sentient at this point yeah because it can kind of go around like kind of like where it wants to which it is seems crazy. like it yeah yeah uh it wait it, it, okay what does it say here it says uh this phenomenon fina- oh they call it the gloom spite this is where you get the gloom spite gets yeah when the bad moon comes over yeah. that blocking out of most light and leaving that dank foggy stuff beneath the eerie glow of the bad moon that's yeah. what the gloom spite is right that's the yeah exactly right so the gloom spite gets, and there I guess all of them are gets. Yes, you know, but I mean, not just the not just the grots. Grots are gets. Squigs are gets. Yeah, so gets, are, Yeah. So so get is a. It's actually a British kind of. Well, yeah, it's a slang cuss word. word. It's like yeah. a cuss word. It was originally he called someone a git. Yeah. You stupid git. But I don't think it was that you know. bad because you hear it on TV a lot, and there was even a monkey song called Randy Scouse Git. Like there's yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, you know, it's just kind of something that you called somebody, you know, you, you dummy. You yeah, know? And, th- and that's these guys, but they're mm-hmm. the gloom spite gits. And while right. it might not carry the primal threat of an auric bellowing wah, the throat shredding shrieks, frothing fervor, and eye popping delirium of a grot caught in the clutches of it is horrifying mm-hmm. in its own right. I kind of like this, man. Yeah. It's like this is something very different, but it makes them crazy. And the right. difference between a crazed grot and a crazed auric is a crazed auric is just it's gonna it's it's like having I mean, they're big and bulky and crazy. It's right. having a big muscle bound thing go crazy. They're more like a rabid animal. Right. Yeah, they're frothing at the mouth and yeah. like lunatic eyes and they'll just like and, yeah, be and picture, insane. Picture yeah. a wiry, muscly four and a half to maybe five foot tall tops yeah things just come at you just with fangs and te- trying to bite and scratch and scrape and destroy and it's like yeah that's not an easy thing to handle yeah and, and if it is a, then, there's then there's five a, behind them yeah and there's a bunch of them yeah <laughs> exactly so it says here the bad moon rampages through the etheric void as it wishes smashing aside lesser astronomical bodies with vicious glee yeah so 
that set that kind of it's, says to me that there's some sort of sentience that you can't be vicious without some sort of sentience you know yeah, unless I mean? and i read that too and i thought the same thing yeah. unless of course this is more of their point of view and their yeah. little rumors it's like well okay sure. is it it never quite says it but it's a cool idea yeah um i like when they talk about the effects of the bad moon mm-hmm. uh you know the day's radiance is replaced with a pale gloom in which carpets of ghoulish insects seethe. This half-light is of particular value to the moon clans who fear and hate Hish's radiance as the personified boogeyman Glareface Frazzlegit. Yeah. That's, that's the they, sun. That's the call hell's the sun. Glareface yeah, Frazzlegit. Many yep. grots have since extended this loathing to the storm god Sigmar. Of course. And zealously deface any image that bears the god's stern bearded visage. Yeah. Um, it's just... <laughs> Glare face <laughs> frazzle get. Yeah. So that, so who's the guy that they call they call him Groby Black Cap, right? Yeah. So is he the black gobbo? I don't know. Like I'm not certain exactly like, you know, you what remember, it is. You remember, you remember who the black gobbo is, right? I remember I remember reading that stuff for he hasn't been mentioned in a long time, you know. Yeah, so, so he was in like White Dwarf every now and yeah. then. Him and the White Dwarf. Like the character, the white dwarf would have this rivalry, and he was the black gobbo. He would take over the magazine every now and then and right. do crazy stuff. But he, but so is, I, that, is that is that who they're talking about? Is that Groby Black Cap? I don't know. I don't know. It's it's uh, it's kind of like he's kind of like a like a. Well, it says like he becomes a, the stuff of Azerite fables. Yeah. He's like a legend for them. He's kind of like you know they're kind of like Santa Claus. You know, it's Groby Black Cap. Yep. And, uh, yeah, it's tales of groby black cap are born anew in the traumatized mind of those who face the gloom spite gets. Yeah. It's just so weird. <laughs> um, but I love that the, just the bad moon just brings insanity with it. It brings yeah. weird fear and insanity. Those caught in its gaze have been stretched to the breaking point. Anyone not claimed by its strange mushroom magic transmuted into fungal, transmuted into fungal abominations with yeah. loon caps erupting from their flesh and eyes yeah. are overwhelmed by the tide of green-skinned fiends. That, yeah, so if you aren't actually physically... Like if the light doesn't start growing mushrooms on you and kill you that way, after half your friends die of turning into mushroom fodder, right. now you're down by half and they're still coming. Right. And that's the other goofy thing about this book and the 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 goblins is their their mushroom magic. You know, shroom magic. It's oh like yeah, biz- the magic shrooms. Biz- it's so bizarre. <laughs> I think that's some eighties when we wrote this when this game started nonsense that stuck <laughs> right. through. Hey, listen, I ain't complaining. Uh, you know, if that's what we're judging on, I suppose I might be a bit of a git myself, but we're not having that conversation. I mean, these guys, <laughs> I mean, these guys right? are seriously This is a family addicted. show. They are, we- I mean, to the point they're where it's s- growing out of them. Yeah, they're seriously addicted to magic mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, is, this, is it like kind of like, like the, you know, have you been watching The Last of Us? You know, no, the, I haven't gotten to watch oh, it yet. I'm still so you gotta watch that. So they're all, you know, it's all the the fungus, you know, the yeah, like yeah, taking over everybody and you know that kind of thing. So, so that's gross. Kind of, I, I saw it. I was like, oh man, it's the gloom spite kids. <laughs> the fungus everywhere. People get mushrooms growing on their face. Yeah, no kidding. And uh, what else is in here? I like uh, shroom. It's just yeah. crazy. And I like they talk about the bad moon and and they talk about how he's you know that only one 
you know, only Scragrot has had enough uh, success predicting where it's going to be. And yeah. when we find out all the things that Scragrot's doing, I'm like, oh my god, that is that is the most scaveny. Yeah, that is the most graciery nonsense. Yeah, he's I've going heard of. Yeah, it's, he's it, like next level. His it's, just his mania. It's Molder and Gracier and Scryer <laughs> all mixed up into one insane dude. Yeah, uh, and and, I'm, and that's not to, that's not to downplay and say mm-hmm. he's just a rip off of these other things. It's just there's so many weird similar overlaps. Right, and that Scragrot might be the best. Yeah, and he's dealing with like Kragnos, and he's like, you know, giving him like subtle pushes on like where and when to go, and it's like, wow. Yeah, you know, his, he, that's a he talks his way around everybody. Fire. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about uh, the trolls a little bit too. Sure. Yep. Um, it says. <laughs> The wild and nasty places of the realms must be kept that way. Must in that any who dispute this are liable to get thumped. Oh, I think this is... Uh, wait, no, this isn't uh, the stuff about the uh, trolls yet. I'm sorry. We oh, haven't gotten to that yet. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just still going through. It's the Danksome Beast. I thought we were talking about the dank old Trogoths. Oh, yeah, not yet. Um, they have no respect for fortress walls or those flimsy things called books except yeah. to burn them. Right. Anything that provides an advantage not derived from your own inherent strength and cunning is anathema to the yeah. force of destruction. Um, but there's all sorts of insane stuff that they're working towards. Uh, they want to see Glareface Frazzle get yeah. torn out of the sky and replaced with the Bad Moon. Mm-hmm. And this... This place that has completely been conquered by the Bad Moon is called the Everdank. Yeah, <laughs> because you got to get the dankiest dank right. if you're going to have the magic mushrooms. That's just that's <laughs> a that's a necessity for getting through the day. Yeah, of um, course they have to. Of course, who who are, who is the who's the number one faction that the Gloom Spike gets are going after? Because they're starting to encroach into their territory, boy, God, it's those dang Dongbringer Crusades. There, <laughs> of course, the Dongbringer Crusades. How, how are even? They, I, mean, I don't know how we, any of them survive. Well, they say like one in ten makes it, and they're willing it to seem risk like it. it. They're willing to risk it that you're going out, and the odds are ninety percent you're not going to make it. Yeah. But you got to spread out, right? We've got to reconquer the lands. Those are some brave guys in the Dawnbringer Crusades. I guess because everyone's after them. But yes, every every single book. everybody wants them destroyed. It's horrible. Just wait until the beastmen get a hold of them, and the next no book. kidding. <laughs> I like this. Unlike the orcs, the Grots do not feel the need to simply smash down anything that offends them. Okay? They would cunningly fiddle with nature's laws until it better suits them, allowing the everyday. They don't want to tear it down. They yeah. just want to get the, the the field conditions right. Right. So that as the bad moon comes over, it can pull this into the everyday. They want the, the moist, damp, yeah. uh, the perfect mushroom growing... Uh, you know, uh, uh, weather or whatever, you know, climate. Yeah. Condi- yep. They want that to come out of the caves and out of the swamps and out of the undergroundy areas and cover everything that way. Yeah. it's it's a, And so it's like, we don't need to tear stuff down. We just need to get it. We need to get the... They're like, they're trying to terraform the realms. Yeah. 
turn it turn it into what they want and get the everdank to happen it's it's not that uh, it's not that different from what nurgle's trying to do in nurgle's own true. way yeah that's true and i'm not trying and once again not trying to take away from the gets it's just like there are other guys who are kind of doing this too <sighs> which it's nice to see some enemies cropping up that aren't necessarily everybody going. I mean, of course, they're still going after the Dawnbringer Crusades. Oh, those poor people. But it's nice to see them fighting also with, like, they still hate the Dwarden. They they constantly fight with the Skaven for places. It's like you've got some traditional enemies here that are pretty good. Yeah, they make a reference to some old world dwarf stuff in here, too. Yes, they do. Um, (laughs) Yeah. One of the things, though, is they talk about we don't know whether Kragnos made the Bad Moon crazier or did the Bad Moon start getting crazy because he knew Kragnos was coming. Yeah. You know, or is it both? He knew Kragnos was coming. He got crazy. It's like, it's, it's just, it's weird. And then Kragnos is coming, like, freed it to do the things it wanted to do. But the the book does a really great job of constantly... There's never one straight story in this book. Mm-hmm. It is as lunatic and crazy and jumping from idea to idea and flipping. Or they talk about backstabbing, not knowing. Every yeah. story, it could have happened this way. Some people say it happened this way. <laughs> Even here, we don't know if Kragnos made the moon crazier or if the moon was crazier because it knew Kragnos was coming and helped him to get out, yeah. which then freed it to make him crazier, which is making help making Kragnos run. Yeah. I, either way, it's good for the gloom spike. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do like the other thing is that they've learned, which, uh, again, is very scaveny. Apparently, the magical defenses in... Oh, right. The magical defense is when a Dawnbringer Crusade sets up a Sigmarite city is that it's a dome. It's a literal dome, and it yeah, only it, works like a dome, not yeah, it a sphere. Seep in, yeah, it doesn't seep into the ground underneath. And not only that, but this was an interesting thing. You know, you go through these stories, and every once in a while, someone's got a hidden cellar, right? There's the hidden cellar where they do bad things. Yeah. You're always like, why don't they just check everybody's cellar? Apparently, <laughs> very few people have cellars, and those who do, they're not deep at all because it says building. It, this makes building. This talking about how the the defenses. Right. Protect outside because it's built right on ley lines and on yeah. the fountains and the and the, the 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 land itself is part of this magical thing and if you start digging too much, right, you disrupt that magic. Right, and I would think like the the realm stone has something to do with that. Yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. So it says building it makes building directly down difficult for to tamper with the earth too much is to ask. Is to risk disrupting the careful magic balance that the geomantic nexus uh, that that powers it works. So you you run a, a risk of wrecking the, the 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 magic. Yeah, that's protecting the city if you dig too deep. So a lot of these places don't have underground places, which is great for the gits and the yeah. skaven because nobody's digging down there. They can get up pretty much as close as they want and not have to worry about it. Yeah. So thankfully, though, for the Dawnbringer Crusades, the Dewarden settlers help them, which I think is cool. Yes. Uh, more than one frontier outpost has been later discovered devoid of its populace and covered in weird fungal growths. Vast sinkholes where magic channeling structures once stood, uh, the only clue to its fate. Yeah. Uh, and I like that Grotz and Cruel Boys 
even though they both like the swamps and stuff like that, they both they neither trust each other. Right, because they're both kind of they use this. They're more sneaky than they are. Yeah, killy. You know, they're they're more more morky <laughs> than gorky. Yeah, and it, you know, and, and they and I love how they explain it for here. If because not I and I realize they don't they don't spend as much time talking about mork and gork split in this as they used to in yeah. the old world, the world that was. Mm-hmm. The world that was, you always got the mork and or gork, the gork and or mork. Here yeah. it's a mostly gorka morka. So I love when they sort of spell it out. And I love that the grots see the, where their place is. It's like, yes, we get kicked around a lot, and that's fine. They're bigger yeah. than us. Like here, Right. That's yeah, just how it works. Yeah. yeah. As far as the smaller greens can see it, there's a proper order of things. Oryx are bigger and can push them around, but Grots are clever and able to manipulate them so that they don't get kicked around. That's the order. Cruel boys kick them around, and they're clever enough to not get manipulated or manipulate back. So the Grots hate them a little more than the other ones because they're stepping out of the natural order of things. Yeah, you know what they don't have in... Any of these books is snotlings. No, those those are gone, and it may, I think they mentioned them somewhere. I, I was reading one of the books, and someone mentioned their the, their little their littler cousins, but I don't know if it was. I know they talk about noblars in here. That's it, noblars, not snotlings, yeah. noblars. Yeah, you're right. Sorry, it was noblars. Yeah, so there's no snotlings. But I love that. Um, that, but I just love that they're the loon bosses and the other. Grots are like, ugh, those cruel boys are not playing. They're not. They're not. They're they're not fair. Yeah, they don't get to be both big and killy and this clever, and it right. makes them so angry. <laughs> um, and it's like in, in the slime slick caves of the realm, a secret war rate wages between them, and uh, both sides employing increasingly convoluted schemes to prove to per, uh, to prove their superior cunning. Yeah. Because you gotta be cunning. Uh, I just, I love it. I absolutely love where this goes with this. Um, what else do we have in here? Uh, so there's like a little, uh, looks like a lore section with like a story. Oh yeah, which is kind, which is a pretty good story actually. It's like it a page like, and a half too, which is long yeah, for one of these things. It kind of, kind of sums up uh, the Kragnos story, but through like a, like a. Through the point of view of the Grotz. Yeah, but it's like it's like through a story. Yeah. Kind of cool. Right. Um it is cool and it's totally worth reading and it's really fun. Yeah. Uh it's one of those things I like to read and put voices to, but that's just me. Um <laughs> I love how they call when they start to talk about when the Age of Chaos comes in and they're talking about how they had to hide. Uh yeah. the Age of Chaos made calculated cowardice a necessity for survival and yeah. the Grotz knew how to exploit being overlooked by the high and mighty. This is just fantastic. Yeah. The sheer lack of appeal in these lairs is the key to their security. Nobody wants to be here. So that <laughs> makes it safe in and of itself yeah. that there's generally nobody here. The few yeah. people who come here are here by mistake and not in mass. We can get rid of them. Yeah, even the Chaos Warriors don't want to mess around with where the goblins are hiding. It's like ugh. <laughs> Gross. No, it's gross. <laughs> yeah. They don't even want to mess with it. It's not worth for corn to kill goblins, God. That's not even worth their time. And it says, and apparently it's and it's stinky down there even to the Skaven. Yeah. Only clan pestilence 
can stomach a grotlier for long, and they must first fumigate the caverns with some rancid incest. Yeah. In- not incest. Oh, my God. Rancid incense. incense. There you go. I'm so- Look, I haven't slept much in the last three days. Got a lot <laughs> going on. It's been a busy couple days. Yeah. I'm just feeling slap happy. I'm barely able to pronounce these things. I had to do the show opening like three times to get it right. <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm having trouble, okay? So let's keep going with this and pretend I never said that. I All think right. this is a super fun book, so. This is, but I just love the idea of cowardice as a virtue. Yeah. I just think that's fantastic. Um. Now their places, their their little places are called lurk lairs, right? And they're just in the caves, and yeah. this is where they live, just harvesting, growing all new sorts of types of mushrooms. Yeah, and it could be um, like a regular, you know, grim dark or a grim dark, a grim uh, sort of dank filled layer, or it could be an an arach an arachnoid nest. Those those are the nests. Yes, um, the spider then, fang nests. Yeah, yes, the spider fang nests. And then the Trogoths, um, they have the most, even worse, the Trogoths layers. The, tro- the <laughs> Trogoths inhabit the most inhospitable layers, reeking pools located at the heart of ancient stumps or lightless chasms, where the primordial gunge of creation accumulates. Nice. You want Trogholes? You gotta God. pay the troll toll. God, gonna get the boy's soul. Ugh, <laughs> so bad. Um, I like Scrap a Spill. Yeah, it's kind of like their capital. Yeah. Okay. So it's in Shimon. Shimon. It's it's Scragrot the Loon King's stronghold, and yep. you read about this, and it's like it's a it's it's a mountain of rusting blades. Yeah. And I'm like, it's basically the Iron Throne as an entire fortress. Yeah. If you, yeah. If you were to build a town out of Scrap metal and old weapons. Yeah. There you go. And here's where they mention the Noblars. Right. Uh, who who it was used to live yeah. there, but then they got kicked out. Yeah. Yeah. Later they claimed this uh, when Scragrot's hordes overran Adaya in a single night, spilling from chasms and burnt out mines to overwhelm their rivals. Amidst a deviously intricate series of betrayals and murders, the Bad Moon was so impressed it vomited a cloud of cosmic debris to hang over the land permanently, twisting the light of Hish there into a weird lunar haze. Right, so it feels like scra- uh, the scrap of spill is actually above ground. It's yep, like a, it's like a it's like a mountain, you know, or a mountain of junk, like on the surface. But it's it's in always, Shimon though, which is a constantly weird shit. Yeah, it could totally be in there. Yeah, and it's on it, but it's always, you know, kind of like the weather we've been having lately, just dark and gloomy and rainy and just awful. Exactly, and it, what's crazy is this place is dangerous because I mean they literally made it out of putting all these weapons together. It's yeah. like you could trip and fall and hurt yourself in this place really bad. Yeah. Because you can impale yourselves on some looted blade of a hero or contracting diseases such as lockjaw or patent flesh from an infected cut. Like, it's <laughs> just a terrible place. Yeah. But the thing is, like, fire slayers, iron jaws, a caradron fleet, they've all gone after Scrap a Spill and it's all put, turned them all back. Yeah. And the, the remnants of, like, their, of the vehicles that they attacked with and, you know, whatever they left behind, they incorporate the, 
all that stuff into their lair. Exactly. It's crazy. Um, let's talk the timeline, page 18. Yeah. Um, a couple of these uh, stories really stuck out to me. I do like Loon, t- loon Tales. For reasons mm-hmm. lost to history, if they ever made sense to begin with, <laughs> the original Grot tribes separate. And it says, okay, they come to infest every environment. Each tribe is transformed by by their new home. The Git mobs are on the plains and steppes. The Moon clans go into the subterranean depths. Spider Fang undergo the weirdest change going into the forests. No matter where they settle, they quickly develop an instinctive awe for a new and ominous power, an entity that old scrolls held with the vaults of Azir describing the leering moon that drives men to madness. Yeah. It's just, they're completely crazy, and we don't yeah. know why. They just, they broke off, and they're they're tiny. Whatever the big thing is in their area, they worship it and attribute it to the, to Gorka Morka because that's right. how that's how it works. Yep, my my favorite one is like how the, you know, how they got in with like the the spider gods, the you know, Ragnarok spiders. They're just like basically they're going into these layers, and the spiders are just eating them, just just de- just destroying yeah. them. But then at some point they're just like, okay, we're we're gonna stop eating you because now we're just curious about you. Yeah. <laughs> and they and they find out they make a good team. They make a better team than they make a meal. Yeah. Um, Boing Gob, the god beast, father of squigs, <laughs> uh, basically tries to eat the sun. Takes a mighty leap, and there, in a blazing flat flash, witnessed across the realms, his smoldering skull crashes down to the Aborian woods. Womp womp. So stupid. (laughs) Um, You talk, and it goes through the stuff. You hear about Corgus Cool coming through, all the stuff that happened to the Grotz. Yeah. I like they they go after um, they go after Neferata's lands. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, wait a minute, what is happening? Uh, portals start opening, but rather than get to their deity's lair, it dis- it disgorges the Skinner Strand Arachnox, Arachnox. Right. It's like what you were saying. They just start worshiping it. They're like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Yeah. Come with us and let's kill this stuff. And yeah, the spiders get bored of eating them, and eventually they just... Yep. They get the Arachnox get curious. They're like, what the heck? <laughs> City of the Moon was a great one. It was, uh, yeah. you know, one of those where the Caradrons dispatched a fleet, which then got somehow ransacked by Grotz, and then they couldn't keep the bags filled with the helium or whatever it is going right. on. So they just inflated squigs, squigs. and yeah. just flew those. It's just, oh my god! This is then so they stupid. attacked and took over a skyport. Yes, it's called the the Moon City. The Moon City, yes. The Clanka squigs are their the big their big export. Yeah, as Moon City Clanka squigs. The heck, so silly. Yeah, so this is that was all. That's all before the Realm Gate Wars happened. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Age of Sigmar happens. This is when uh, Stink Mullet. Yeah. Gets gets things going. Um, you know, of course, after the. Uh, 
After the necro quake, they can throw around crazier magic, and they love it. The time of dead killy magic. They're like, yeah. Because, wow, our spells are working great. This is awesome. <laughs> yep. And they're just throwing. Who cares if the one, hey, you know, the other guy blew up. Do, yeah, well, I might I'm not. not. Gonna, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm not going to blow up. Um, I really liked uh, the story about where they went to Zytrek. And they yeah. started the fight over here and everyone went over there. And then they realized suddenly that their magic place was undefended, and they go back, and the books about the moon are all gone, including all the all the the librarians and the guys who worked on that lore. Yeah, I'm like, oh, and they my. Have kidnapped them all. They did, right? Because they're trying to they're trying to figure out a way to get um, the bad moon. They're trying to turn it into the realm's largest fanatic. They want to hook chains to it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh my god, it's an insane plan. Not only that, says, says, but, says one of their ideas to get there was to hijack a Seraphon starship. <laughs> just hijack it. Because they'll figure it out yeah. once they're inside. I'm certain they'll figure it out. Yeah. Now, what's crazy is they, you know, they, they get all this stuff about the information about the moon. And they get information about the light of Hish. And they capture these scientists or these, uh, these wizards. And then... You start to see what it is that Scragrod is working on, mm-hmm. and it's a twisted ori crudely fashioned from his wise grots. This horrific construction not only features bits of looted Azerite stellariums and ether navigation technology from the crashed Barak Zon vessels, but also mutated seers taken from the fun- taken from the fungal asylums of Scragrod. Um, they're grotesquely melded into the workings of the Ori, gibbering prophecies as gears agonizingly grind within their spongy flesh, or the revolving dials and rings to which they are hooked whirl about them at terrible velo- velocity. For all of its horrific nature, however, the Ori soon pro- proves capable of directing cel- uh, celestial disturbances with uncanny consistency. This is bananas. Yeah. This is clan, works. Yeah, it's clan Mulder nonsense. It sounds very Cronenberg. Clan <laughs> Skyer in there. Yeah, I mean these guys are getting hooked up. They're hooking up these mutated seers to it, and it's and they're and they're figuring out what's going to happen. It's like, wait, what? Yeah, that's bananas. <laughs> that is literally just bananas. And so I, I, I'm just like, you've got to be kidding me. Um. So, you know what? We've only got a few pages left of the lore. Mm. Um, so why don't we kind of go through it? And Because we're not going to go through each of the unit things. Because, you know, spoiler alert, again, they really there's a, fit there's their a lore. Lot. And there's yeah. a lot. There's we're going to kind of... We have uh, decided to sort of clump things together by what things work with. And I think we can get through this... Uh, once we get the the basic cool you know rules down and spells and stuff, we mm-hmm. can kind of run through this you know what you generally get from your units. Um, because I took the notes. Um, yeah. But let's talk about their armies. It's yeah. mostly um, they, now they call it the clammy hand seizing them. What's that's when they can feel Gorka Morka's hand on their shoulders. Mm-hmm. Or the bad moons, the bad moons caress, sort of just egging them on to do their thing. And so when the bad moon comes over and the gloom is hitting and the fog and the smoke, you get the clammy hand. Yeah. And you just have to go for it, right? 
mostly uh, skull mobs and grot stabbers and shooters. Um, however, sometimes you're going to get other great things coming. Uh, trog herds. Trog herds sound like the coolest thing in this book. It really does. It is, they are pretty awesome. Just all of a sudden, the trogoth starts getting this thing, and it's looking up, and so it start, a big one just starts walking. And then a couple of them see, they just sit around and do nothing all the time. Yeah. And then one gets, and they're like lemmings. One gets up and starts walking, like, oh, where he's going? Well, we should go too. And suddenly you've got hundreds of trolls just mindlessly just crossing right. the land. Right. Whatever. They just, they just eat or beat up whatever they run into or Kill whatever runs and into or them. or eat everything in their path. It's yeah. dumb. And it's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Oh, I do like that they talk from the different um, the the different things that they worship. When you get to Giddish, uh, Giddish cultures, right? All the non Gorka Morka things they worship all have some of his power. We already talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love that they talk about how there are some Git mobs that survived underground in Azir, and they're <laughs> yeah. like, "Not there's no way Sigmar got them all. We're too dead clever for that." And they're convinced well, that there's Git yeah, mobs there. Yeah, it says, yeah, so some greenskins even brag, admittedly without a shred of proof, that there are remote layers that survived the Azurite purges. Well, because how could they possibly know? There's, yeah, no, there's know. no info, but they're some convinced. Nope, they're there. <laughs> um, it's great talking about, um, you know, all the stuff that the blood moon, the, uh, not the blood moon, the, um, the bad moon does for them. And it is really cool because they're kind of like Gollum. They can't stand the light. Yeah. And it's just the it's the glow in the dark mushrooms <laughs> and the Everdank that uh that that's that's like the only place that they're cool with seeing. Like that's the only thing that's not too bright for them. Mm-hmm. So um that's it. You know, it's uh you know, they they stay under this, they like it under this. Um, what I do like is to talk in here about how the Tragus, nobody knows what makes them start their march. Nobody knows what makes it end. And nobody knows how it works. Although they do tend to follow, you know, they wind up a lot of times in the path of the bad moon. Right. But I like the little thing here that says that there's some people who think they just instinctively kind of know where it when it's where it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And watching uh, the bigger the Trog herd coming across the land the more likely the bad moon is right behind it. I think yeah. that's kind of cool. I think that is neat. So, yeah, it says uh, that some say that Tragos are the moon's heralds plotting the trails that it has yet to pass. Like, whoa. That's an interesting, that's a really yeah. interesting thing. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, and then we've got some of the, we got the different, uh, the different groups, a little background on them. There's the King's Gits. Yep. Which is, you know, one of the clans you can be. And that's Scragrot's guys and his, you know, his yeah. his biggest right-hand men, the worst and most treacherous of the Grots. Mm-hmm. You know, all of them sort of together in, in their stuff they're leading. Uh, what else we got? Bad Snatchers. And this is... Led by their master, Agwats the Magnificent. <laughs> they excel in the uh, the Swindle, the Ruse, and the Khan, and conquered the other moon clans of the hills, not through force, but through deceit. Yeah. So this is that kind of a place. Uh, Jaws of Mork are the rarest of squigglanches. Yeah, so this is all squigs. All squigs. Jaws of Mork is all literally about big squig teeth. 
Yeah. And that's what it's about. And it's so dumb and so wonderful. Uh, <laughs> the jaws of Mork are ruled by a mysterious loon boss known only as the Overbounder. He just, he, all he, okay, this guy's life goal is to just jump over the bad moon. Yeah. Just leap the bad moon. So he goes around in a mask all the time. And that's why he's the overbounder. Nobody knows who he is because if he wears a mask, the bad moon can't see him coming <laughs> and try and dodge when he sneaks up to jump over it. Not take it over, not ride it like a like a like a mangler squig. Not, I just he wants to leap yeah. the moon. He wants to jump over the moon like in the kids nursery rhyme. Yeah, this like is kids. the dumbest and most <laughs> wonderful thing in this book. It's basically like like a like a teenager on his dirt bike. Who just wants to jump over stuff? Yeah, but he wants to jump over the moon. <laughs> the <Yeah>. moon. <laughs> All right, and then we got the Grim Scuttle, which are guess what? Spider guy, uh, the Spider, spider guys, clans. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Glog's Mega Mob is the Trog bosses. Yeah, but they're and they're led by um, obviously Glog. Who, yeah, he's the guy from the Underworld Warband, isn't it? Is that not him? Is that? I didn't think so. Hold on, let me look. Uh, no, it wasn't he. Molog, uh, Molog. Oh, that's Molog. You're yeah, right. No, this is Glog. Uh, I know it's yeah. simple, similar, but not the same. <laughs> um, okay, now that's pretty much the lore. You know, and yeah. it, it's it's it's. I'm not trying to go through it really quickly. There's a lot more in there if you want to go and read it yourself. But mm-hmm. I think you get the idea. This whole book feels very schizophrenic. Yeah. Right, it's well, it's there's a, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff. It's coming at you fast and furious. It yeah. it often contradicts itself, or says there's a lot of different explanations, um, and it's constantly about backstabbing and backbiting, and just doing weird things. There's so much more weird stuff going on with the get, and I think they kind of get written off because they've always just been the goblins to the orcs. They're the mini orcs who wear yeah. the dark clothes. And are a little are very tricksy. This has really given them some personality, and I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Kragnos! Literally the worst of the uh, the Drogrook. <laughs> I can't yeah. get along with anybody, and I gotta ruin everything. I'm Kragnos. Me, me. He's got a cool page in here, though. Oh, he's a jackhole. He's actually pretty sweet in this book. Like his ability, what it can do. He's like, oh my god. Uh, yeah, well, this is now. It, does this one uh, take place of all the other? All yeah, the other the, the latest one, rules? Yeah. yeah, it's the latest one, right? Yeah, so it yeah, does. Yeah. So then there's all the different other types of goblins. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I mean, is there any one of those you wanted to touch on? Anything well, that really I kind of want to you? talk about the Gobblepalooza. Now that got fixed. Yeah. Because that was like always its own. Now it's a unit. But right. if you want to talk about so the Gobblepalooza, crazy. go for it. Like the people who are in the Gabapalooza, it's like it's just like so weird. Oh yeah, it, it's it's yeah the whole the whole thing that you read about it, and it's there there are a weird, hot mess of stuff coming at it. Yeah. So I so they I mean they they have names right, mm-hmm. but they're not. They're kind of like, are they like different, different, like goblins that play at being those different characters or is it literally those characters? I think it's you know literally I mean? those types of characters 
I think this is just like what has happened to them. Okay, so it's not like I was trying to figure it out. I was just wondering figure out if, what? like cuz like cuz like there's like the the boggle eyes, right? Yep. But there's like that's not like all of them. Well, I mean, they're, 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 I think that's just a subspecies, subrace of grots. Oh, okay. And when you get a gobblepalooza, you get yourself a bogolai who has swiveling moon-blessed gaze that can hypnotize. You got brugits who are alchemists. If you join, if you're a gobble, gobble that becomes an alchemist, you're a brugit, you know? And then they've got one okay. of each of these types of guys on their team. It, okay. This is kind of like running your Dungeons and Dragons team. They got a tank, they got a healer. They got a, and that's what you know what I'm saying. They got a, yeah, yeah. they got a, they got a ranged guy. They got a fighty guy. Yeah. They've got two wizards in here, to, and and I think they count as two separate wizards when you read the rules. They, they probably do. And I, I I bring that up because there is stuff about uh, certain things you can take. Where it's like if you're closer to, if you're within so many inches of another wizard, you get a bonus. And I think because there are two of them that are both considered wizards, and they got separate names in the group. Yeah, I think just if you have them on your team and you have this ability, I think they just automatically give it to each other because they're they're not they're separate. It's listed as separate stuff, but we'll get mm-hmm. to that later. Um, but no, I I thought this was all fun. Yeah, it all I I very much enjoyed the different race things, and I mean, does everything perfectly match up? Not a hundred percent perfectly, but yeah. close enough. Like, you know, they always, you, you know, when you start talking about the things a mangler squig can do, yeah, there's still rules for it in the lore. It just doesn't like there. It you, doesn't do what it says. In you there. cannot yeah, yeah. reproduce the lore of some of these things in the <laughs> game in any yeah. in any way that I mean. But they do, I think, a really good job. You know, they talk about yeah. the loon bosses and this type of stuff, and they're dangerous as any orc boss because of their cunning, and you start to see all the little rules and the things they can do and the little extra digs here and there. The fact that some of the characters, can, they can fight and then run. And yeah. we're going to get to that in the rules. There's literally a guy who, after he fights, you can just move yeah, 2d6. They just leave. Yeah. If he, and if he moves, though, he has to end it more than three inches away from any enemies. So he can fight, you just run. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, that's that's actually wonderful based on what's happening here. So he's just kind of getting in, doing his vicious little thing and running away. Uh, and that's all over. And we are going to get to that after the break. And we're going to jump in with allegiance abilities and the different battle traits. And we're kind of going to go through the different things that can do. And then um, hit the different groups of uh, basic unit types. Because a lot of them, a lot of the different hero units are... You know, it's 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 got that same base, yeah. And it's just the flavors and the special things they can do, and depends on how you want to hook it up and put it together. There's just there's lots. I think one of the things I like about this is it feels like there isn't just a build. I mean, if you like a certain thing, you can make a build. You know, because yeah. you if you like, oh, I just want a bunch of trolls, right? I just want a bunch of regening trolls to just smash. Oh, take it, yeah. You know. <laughs> I'm Paul Wagner. I just want a million spiders on the board. You <laughs> yeah. can do that, right? Three Arachnorock spiders. Yeah. Go for it. I, I'm 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 Alex Gonzalez. I just have gits. Just gob. You know, just mm-hmm. the grots. Just the grots. Uh, and maybe some squigs, but that's it. You know, and you can legit run a straight all squig army, or at least 
all squigs, yeah. including heroes with squigs. Like you could have every model have squigs if you want to, um, or every unit have like, squigs in it. And I think there's room in here if you have in your collection the old goblins. Like you, if you've got hordes of old forest goblins, there's no reason why you can't run them as stabas or stickas. I mean, no, there's no. I mean, there's nothing that says you can't. It's just in the lore now. They're all wearing the cloaks because they hate the light, right? But you could have crazy ones out there not wearing it. I ain't gonna stop you. I just think this is. I like that because as I look at this, um, I probably wouldn't run a pure anything list. Mm. I'm looking at this thing. You know, I would. I would definitely want to have. Maybe have some. I mean, I could do a lot of squigs. I like the trolls. I like the yeah. troll units. I think they're great. But I think if you're going to run a bunch of trolls, you need some bodies for objectives and stuff. So you're going right. to need a lot of little grots. Yeah, I kind of. I might. I actually kind of. I like the uh, the spider stuff. I think that's cool. The spider stuff. You can get a lot of a lot of models on the board too. Yeah, because they're not expensive for those little spider riders. Mm-hmm. Um, they're also not great. They're not great. They sure are cheap. But they exactly. I'm just gonna overwhelm you. You can hoard these guys as well as just have all big expensive monsters. It's just it's so wonderful. And we're gonna talk about all that when we come back. Yep. There's always something happening at Grognards. That's right, friends. Grognard Games in Roselle, Illinois. The premier stop for your gaming needs in Northeast Illinois. If you're in the Chicagoland area, if you're in Southeast Wisconsin, if you're anywhere in the area, Grognards is the place for you. They've got board games. They've got card games. They've got all the models you could ever want for any of your miniature war games. They have so many lines of paints, I can't even keep track of it. They've expanded the store. They have a whole huge gaming area now. There is gaming every night. There is always something going on. I just can't tell you enough about Grognards. Why? Because they're awesome. Because they're fantastic. And because they are the best friendly local gaming store that I know of. So... Do yourself a favor. Come on down to Grognards in Roselle, Illinois. If you can't get down to Grognards, give them a call. They do mail order. They do shipping. You can get your stuff from them whether you live five minutes away or five hours away. Because Grognards delivers. They deliver the goods. They deliver the fun. They deliver everything. And that's because there is always something happening at Grognards. And we are back. We're back. Yes, we are. Um, At all. So, oh, I've got to hit this. And there that is. Good. All right. So let's talk. Let's talk about Trogoths. Let's talk Gits. Yeah. Um. All right. So their allegiance abilities, they don't have that many. Right. Uh, their battle traits, I mean. Now, they, you can pick, you, you pick uh, a group. And they've all got, you know, something. If you pick one of these, uh, one, you know, one of the groups you have to, to be in. Um, and there's literally one for everything you want to be. All right. Um, you want to re-roll the bonus you get for the moonshine? 
or the the moon shrine join the king's gits yeah. uh you want to bo- give a bonus to your wizards the, the bad snatchers uh bonus to squigs jaws of morks bonus for tragoths glogs mega knob bonus to spider fang pick grim scuttle so whatever you got the most of you can pick um the 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 king's gits works f- is a is you know that that ability kind of works for everybody especially if you're playing a mixed group and it's kind of even mm-hmm. yeah Not, that's what you would pick if you're going to bring a combined arms yeah so you got a combined arms and one that keeps it a little more uh spread out between the different things i think that i mean it, they're very simple and and uh the thing is each of their little rules work okay yeah. That's what I like about it. Like I said, if you're going to be, uh, where is it? The King's Gits. Reroll the Loon Shrines, the Moon Clan Lair's ability. What does that mean? Well, let's take a look at the Loon Shrine. We got time. We can jump around a bit. Yeah. Okay, where's the Loon Shrine? I'm just cha- turning the pages here. Looking for the Loon Shrine. Here we go. All right, so you set it up. It's impassable. You can't land on it if you're flying. Um. Now, where do you have to set it up? It's wholly or partially within your territory. Yeah. And, um, you know, more than three inches from other objectives and other terrain features. Yeah, kind of like every and it like says, standard. It, it says if you can't place it more than three inches from other objectives or terrain features, you can remove a terrain feature that is wholly or partially in your territory and set it up that way. Yeah, you got to. This thing basically has to be on the field for this, yep. for this army to work. Um, basically, you now we're going to talk about the bad moon and the light of the bad moon next. But wherever you set up, set up your loon shrine, it's got a twelve-inch radius that basically is constantly the effect of the bad moon. Yeah. So wholly within twelve of this. Even if the bad moon isn't shining there, it still counts. And you'll see that that's actually important. <laughs> yeah. It's a big deal. Uh, what is the moon clan lairs? At the end of each turn, pick a unit that's been destroyed. Not a hero. Yeah. Not unique. And have to have a wounds characteristic of five or less. But it's still units. So you get to take the whole unit. Roll a die. On a four up, you get a replacement unit with half the models rounding up so you know if you had a 20 unit you know grots uh then if you get roll a four up you get a a 10 unit back every unit can only be brought back once at half strength like this and you have to set it up wholly within 12 inches of the loon shrine more than three inches from enemies right um i know what the keyword there is it's only got to be a gloom spite gets keyword Yes. So you can bring back anything. Anything, exactly. Now, if you bring back Stabas or Shudas, you get you also have to make sure you only have half the Nettas. Yeah. Rounding up, okay? But yeah, yeah. on a four-up, you get a replacement army of half the size of the unit rounding up, and right. literally every unit in this book is a Gloom Spike Gets unit. <laughs> yeah. So you can just put back a half. Now... If you're the king's gets, you can re-roll that. So your yeah. 50-50 chance suddenly becomes a 75% chance of putting bringing back a destroyed unit at half the only, strength. The only caveat to that is it's what is it? It's within 12 
more than three inches from all enemy units. So they even give you a break on that. Usually it's nine, right? Right. You just can't drop into combat. But you can, right. that, that way, the only way they can really stop you from doing it is to bring their units within 12 inches of the you know, surround. They have to, they have they to have dedicate to sur- units yeah. to, to keep you from being able to place. Right. You'd have to surround the Loon Shrine. With your model, with you know, with your models, everything with you know, so you couldn't place. Yeah. Something. If it's, it would be, well, unless the unit is humongous, you know, like you bring in, you have a unit of forty, and you can bring back twenty. I mean, yeah. Yeah, you're not going to bring back anything that big, but it's still going to be cool. Now, if you decide to be bad snatchers, you can take a Moon Clan wizard. That's wholly within nine inches of any other friendly Bad Snatchers Moon Clan Wizards. Reroll mm-hmm. one of the dice for your casting roll. And this is what made me think about the Gabapalooza. Mm-hmm. Because if yeah. you read the lo- rules for the Gabapalooza, two of those guys are considered wizards. Yeah. And I'm like, well, they're in a unit together. Mm-hmm. If you keep them near each other, they each only get to cast a spell. But I'm like, okay, they get to cast a spell. And because they're next to each other... They can re-roll one of the dice for sure. And that's a big deal. Re-rolling one of the dice. Yeah. You know, I'm like, oh, okay. So unless you roll like a four, you know, like you roll one die only has to be decent enough, and the other one you. Can, and let's face it, um, there will be times where you make the roll and you're still going to re-roll that other die. Right, just to get it higher. Yeah, I got a six and a one. I only yeah. needed six. I got it, but I'm going to re-roll that one and just. Heck yeah. Yeah, try to get a 12, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, that's bad snatchers. Now, if you're going to be the Jaws of Mork, like we said, that's the Jaws. That's for the squigs. That's the squigs. Um, they that's get one, one extra attack for the squig attacks, the the fang-filled gob, the massive fang-filled gob, and the huge fang-filled gob. But that's only if they charge. Right. But if you're playing a ton of them, they're always going to be charging. <laughs> So plus one attack. Glob's Mega Knob. Um, this one if it's pretty good. So they get to regen at the start of their turn, I believe. At the start of the combat phase. The start of the combat phase. They I think, that, I think that's what it is. Is that what it is? Or uh, is it no, let's check real quick. Just to make sure we know what we're talking about. I thought it was the combat phase. Regen. At the start of the hero phase. Heal oh, up to D three wounds to the that are allocated to the unit. So start of the hero phase, all these guys heal D3 wounds. Um, each time a friendly Glog's Mega Mob Trogoth unit fights, after all its attacks have been resolved, the regenerate ability is triggered, or greater regen is triggered again. Yeah. So every Trogoth gets to heal at the start of the hero phase, and then after they attack, they get to heal again. Right, and so then they, re- they actually regenerate on your opponent's turn, too. Yeah, so in a full battle round, you're regening three times with that unit. Yeah, if it's if your it turn. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, if it fights both times. Mm-hmm. In a battle round, you're going to have a oh, turn. Oh, in a, in a yeah. battle round, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you get three regens per battle round. Yeah. According to this, and hold on a minute. Let me check one thing. I just want to read one thing because I don't know how it read when I, I was kind of glossing over it. Oh no 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 no! It's it's 
Two times every turn, four times. It says at the start of the hero phase. Oh, okay, yeah. That's so your at the start of hero every phase hero too. phase, and yep. if you fight in the combat phase, you get to regen again. So in a battle round, you could be doing a D3 regen four times on that unit. Right. That's great. Can You, you can't bring back a model, though, with that, can you? Um, how many wounds do they have? Uh, a lot. Um, I think you can. I think that's still the whole. I think that rule is. Well, let's see. Because thank oh. old Tragos have heal up to D three wounds allocated to the unit. It doesn't say that you can put another unit on the board. I don't know. Thank old Tragos regen start here base heal D three wounds. So if one's dead, say you have a unit of three. Yeah, if one's dead, I don't think you can necessarily bring it back yeah uh i'm not certain how that rule works all i know is um these fellwater and rock gut trogoths yeah which are the old the old uh you know uh, rock and swamp trog uh trolls yeah uh, they only have four wounds apiece oh yeah you're right and they're gets which means you can bring back a half-sized unit of that from the bad moon. Right. Um, bringing back troll units that you worked so hard to kill mm. is going to be amazingly frustrating to your opponent. What's the unit size on a dank hold Trogos unit? Mm-mm-mm. The Trog boss? Wait, not the Trog boss. Dank hold Trogos is one, but the dank hold Trogos, I think, have more than five wounds. They have ten wounds each. Yeah, you can't bring them back. It's got to be under five wounds for the for the units for the the oh, okay. of the thing. But the Fellwater Trogoths are threes, and yeah. the Rock Gut Trogoths are also threes. They're a buck sixty a piece. If you took a unit of six, yeah, and why not? You know why? Because if you if your general is a dank hold trog boss, which if you're playing a lot of trolls, he just might be. Yeah, these things are line. battle line. So you could have nine. Yeah, so you could have well, that's right. You could have nine. Not that you would necessarily you could, want it, but you, well, I mean, that's a man. That's kind of like the thing nowadays with the new GHB. Uh huh. Big, big units of infantry. You know. Yeah. Because uh, who the uh, Malog? Malog. Yeah. He's he's the uh, he's he's a Galician champion. <laughs> Is he? Oh yeah, he's got less than ten wounds, or he's got eight wounds. Oh, well, there you go. Right, yeah. I think I said the rule for being a Galician champion is to have, is it ten or less? I I, so. I don't remember. We haven't talked about that, which we're going to have to at some point. I just yeah. I don't remember. Um, but yeah, but he he's a Galician champion, which is a big deal because you could make make him the uh, the leader, right, of that mm-hmm. detachment, and you could have him be up and have the Raka Tragas be his bodyguard unit. <laughs> Can they? Oh, wow. Right? Why not? I, th- I think that's in the rules. I'm not certain. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, the GHB, did it come with another one of the point books? It didn't, did it? Oh, I know. I didn't. I, it was sold out. So oh, that's I, right. You didn't get one. Because uh, I got one, and I got it home, and I, I, I'm not the one who unwrapped it to look at it first, and I don't see a book with it. And I'm like, oh. I don't think. Maybe there wasn't. Maybe they just updated all that stuff on uh, on the website. It's possible. Um. Oh, last last team you can join is the Grim Scuttle. Now, Grim Scuttle have sort of it, it seems like the most unnecessarily wordy and sort of complicated thing, but it's pretty cool, I guess. Um, if you put an Arachnarok in ambush, okay, yeah. 
because uh, they have uh, ambush from beyond ability that the Arachnoraks have. So let me just explain that really quick so everybody knows. I love this rule. What it is, and I'm looking for it. Where is it? Scrim Scuttle? I got it here. No, what's, it says, no, what's the ambush from beyond ability? Oh, so a, a Skitter Scrim Arachnorak can uh, come up on a table edge. Right. And I'm just, like I said, I'm just looking for the rule so I can just read the thing to myself yeah, yeah. at least. But, uh, oh, there it is. Okay, yeah. Instead of deploying it, you can put it on the side in reserve at the end of your movement phase. More than nine inches from all enemy units. Yeah. Okay. And at the end of the combat phase, you can say it will ambush again. If you do so, remove it from the battlefield and set it up in ambush as a reserve unit once more. That's the crazy part. Mm-hmm. You can drop them in more than nine inches away. If you get them in, if you can get them in on a uh, on a on a good charge, yeah. After they fight, they can go back into reserves. But basically, um, it says during deployment, if you set up any of these Arachnoraks in ambush, instead of setting up another friendly Spider Fang unit, you could place mm-hmm. that unit to the side and say it's going to join the Arachnorak. Yeah. Uh, up to two units can join each friendly Arachnorok in reserve. So every Arachnorok you put in reserve, you can put up to two Spider Fang units. When you set up the Arachnorok, you set up the Spider Fang with it, with wholly within 12 inches of it and more than nine from the enemies. Mm-hmm. So he basically he gets two small units to back him up and go with him. Yeah. They don't get to go back. They have nothing in their rules to say they can go back in reserve. Right. But... You can just drop him, and he doesn't have to be completely exposed. I mean, exposed. You can have guys on the, these two units towards the flanks. You can have them coming in. Um, if you're playing all spiders, it's a pretty cool rule. Oh, it's fantastic. Um, and in case if you have multiple spiders, you have a couple of skitter strands. I mean, shoot, you could deploy four units. Like, yeah, just go start going crazy. Yeah, it's it's pretty that's pretty pretty neat. And that's those are all the ones you join. So it's like whatever you have the most of unless yeah. everything's pretty even and then you just like I said then you can always opt simply to re- re-roll the Moon Clan Lair's ability. But re-rolling the chance to put the model the unit back at half strength is a pretty good thing. Mm-hmm. So that's just the, you know pick your clan. Now, once you pick your clan, you got the Bad Moon's Orbit. Bad Moon's Orbit, I think, I, I like that they cleaned it up a bit. Uh, basically, when you start off, if you're the only Gits player, you pick one of the table corners or quadrants, and it's going to move basically from one corner to the other corner. Mm-hmm. You set it up in the middle of your territory. Like you split the board into quarters, and it goes into the middle of the one quarter and starts there. Starting with turn two, roll a dice. On a one to three, it doesn't move. On a four up, it moves from that middle of the one cor- one quarter to the center. And then next turn, you roll again. On a one to three, it doesn't move. On a four up, it moves to the center of the you know that next corner. And then if it moves again, it's off the board. Yeah. So it could conceivably move from on turn two to the middle. Move on turn three. To the next quadrant, and yeah. at the start of your turn four, it could be gone. It could just be gone. It um, be kind of weird, but yes, but there are weird things that allow you like to 
Uh, re-roll. Yeah, you can reverse the direction and do all kind of stuff. Uh, and the best thing, honestly, I think is Scragrot's ability once per game to just decide whether it moves or not. Yeah. Now, what's the deal with it? Why is it so important? Um, it says well, yeah. the location determines where you're affected yep. by the light. Under the, so, un, uh, under the light of the bad moon is the rule. Yeah. Now, when you start off in the middle of the one quarter of the board, that quarter of the board is under the light. Yeah. When it's in the middle, the whole board is under the light. You kind of want to get it there, and you want it to stay there as long as you can. Mm -hmm. Um, The great thing about, what's his name, Scragrot, is once per game, he can just say, just decide whether it's moving or not. Yeah. So you got it in the first territory. You know, if it doesn't move there on turn two, then on turn three you could make it move. Mm-hmm. But also, if it moves there, you could make it stay one turn. Yeah, because uh, this, you know, you want that thing in the middle of the board. Um, even though your loon shrine is going to give you twelve inches of this, you want this affecting the whole board because, God bless America, it's got some pretty cool rules. Oh yeah. Um. First of all. Moon Clan units, okay? So if you're a Moon Clan unit, which is basically a lot of it, you know? Yeah. It's all your stabbers and stickers and stabbers, all that stickers stuff. Stabbers, stickers, and gets. Um, if you rally, they come back on a four up instead of a six up. Yeah. That's great right there. Yeah. Oh, but I don't have a lot of Moon Clan. I got a ton of uh, squigs. Gets, squigs. All right. Well, squigs can run and charge under yeah. the bad moon. Uh, Trogoths, add one to save rolls. Yeah, it makes them even tankier. They're, yeah. And uh, the spiders have spider fang venom, um, natural sixes. It's it's a one wound attack or one damage attack. Sixes mm-hmm. do a mortal and, these, and it ends. So it's just like, it's not an additional mortal. It's just one of those things that does a mortal and ends. Uh, if they're under the light, that goes off on a five yeah. instead of a six. Which is a big deal. Mo- yeah. Like doubles the chance. And you don't have to have any specific type of leader to make any of these work. Right. It's not like, oh, if your leader is this or if the guy's got this, then... No, this was what happens to all these things. Mm-hmm. And um, just, um, gosh, the rally working on a four plus. Yeah, it's, that's, a, that's a big one. Is so good with your gits. But yeah. then uh, squigs, I mean, if you're, especially if you're playing a lot of squigs, running and charging with those squigs... And then some of them, one of them's got that rule where it, it can move again. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just, it still has to be within three inches of an enemy at the end. Is this the Mangler Squig or something like that? It's like, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, they can move so much. They can run, they can charge, and they can get extra moves. Uh, Trogoths with extra saves is stupid. What is their save anyway? Hold on. It's four up. Is it four for all the Trogoths? Yeah. Yeah. And then, so they get all, oh, that's just, so they get a three-up save. Mm-hmm. And the rock cut ones have a five-up ward. Yeah, those are my favorite ones. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, we already said getting the venom off is cool. So once again, whatever you're into, whatever you're playing, there the bad moon just is a great thing, uh, a great bonus for you. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, I, why, that's what it is. It's just a bonus. Like, it's... You can live, you can play without it, but when it's working, it's like cool, you know. It's not gonna. I don't think it's gonna make. You know, I don't think you're gonna 
it's not going to make or break anything. It's just going to be a bonus, and you're going to want to have it if you can. Now, well, this is where you really want to pay attention where you're placing your Loon Shrine. Uh-huh. Because that's got a 12-inch radius that duplicates right. this effect. So whichever table corner I'm starting in, whichever, you know, I'm starting on my corner, on my left or my right, yeah. it's going to go up in diagonal, you know. I'm going to yeah. go, okay, well, I'm going to start it here, and then I'm going to put my my shrine in that other corner because that's going to cover most of it. I mean, mm-hmm. it covers it for the whole game then, but that's the one that may or may not be getting covered and definitely not that first turn if you're putting it in that other corner. So yeah. suddenly you're you're hitting the board with a lot more area for all these bonuses. Yeah, because for like turn one, you know, if, you're, if you've got a lot of your squigs running and charging because of the bad moon and then your shrine, that's a bit, that's a, you know, that's a big deal. Oh, yeah. Especially you know? since some of these squigs, the, oh, the squig movement is, I like the squig movement change. Yeah. I'm sorry. I like a bit of a more of a guarantee. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know, it used to be 3D6, which meant you read anywhere from 3 to 18 inches, which is wildly unpredictable and totally right. great. Yeah. But let's streamline it. Let's kick it. Let's clean it up. So now what they did is it's 10 plus D6. Right. So you go. it's 11 to 16. And I thought about it, and I said, well, your average roll on three dice is a 10, right? Mm-hmm. So your average movement would be a 10. So they gave yeah. you the average right off the bat and then said add a D6 to it. Right. So you're Seems never going to have yeah. an uh, you're never going to have that crummy 3-inch move. Yeah. But I mean, my goodness, like <laughs> running and charging with a squiggle anch army, and that's going to be it's going to be crazy. So I can run and it's charge. So fast. So, so fast. So if I run and charge, I'm doing 10 plus 2d6. Yeah. So I'm doing uh 12 to 22 inches and then charging. The yep. board's 44 inches wide. You've right. moved half the board right. with and your squigs. I, yeah, and a lot of these uh, new battle plans, I mean, you're pretty close to each other in a lot of them. Yeah. You know, in the new GHB. Um, you do get a couple of cool things in the hero phase. The 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 Trog boss one, um, I don't know, Did that that just didn't grab me. Um, the Wade and Smash? Yeah. It can do this heroic action. It makes a move, but still has to be in three inches. And then uh, if it's got a unit within one inch on a two-up, it takes D3 mortals. Yeah. So you can do a little extra movement and stuff, reposition. Um, I do like Beck and the Lunatic Hordes, though. Oh, yeah. Uh, and now, it's a Moon Clan hero, and it has to be under the light of the Bad Moon. Yeah. Okay? He can rally up to three units without spending a command point. Right. And if it's a moon clan under the bad moon, each of those rallies is a four-up roll. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, I guess uh, the, the, only, the only weird thing I think is like when, on rallies, like it's 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 hard because like if your unit is depleted, you're probably in combat and you can't rally anyways. You so, can't rally when you're in combat. No. These guys have so many different ways to move and to run around, though. Yes, they do. But that's that's the only thing with rally. It's like the only reason you don't see it is, you know, because a lot of times you're in combat and you can't rally. So you have to take a lot of damage from, like, shooting or magic or somebody did, like, a weird, like, some 
stupid Sylvaneth army did a strike and fade on you or something like that, you know. Yeah, I just I don't know. It seems like it's it's you know I like having that in my back pocket. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean it's awesome. It's just they could get they could get pounded on and then you kill the unit. You beat the unit that's going that that was pounding on them. Yeah. And now they've got they're just sitting there and it's like well there's a couple of us here we can all put back half the models we've lost. Right. With one heroic action. Yeah. Um, the monsters rampages. The Arachnorock one doesn't impress me all that much, personally, but the giant Boeing I like. So it makes a charge, then it can do this monstrous rampage. Make a 3D6 move, but you still have to be end it within three inches of it, so you can't leave combat with it. Yeah. But a 3D6 move could move you off that unit onto a unit they were screening. Yeah. It could move you off a unit onto a unit you needed to take a couple of bits out so you could uh, contest an objective better. I think the giant bounce is fantastic. Oh, yeah. So you, what you do is you move. You run and charge, right? You yep. run and charge. You get into combat, and then you move again. So you moved. You ran and charged. So you moved anywhere from 12 to 24 inches. Let's take. Yeah. Let's split that down. Let's say you moved 18 inches, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you got your eighteen. Yeah. Then you can charge. And do they yep. do they still only charge two d six? They charge. I'm sure they just charge two d six. So let's yeah. get let's give them another seven inches on that. So you yep. got eighteen is seven is twenty five. Uh-huh. Now you're in combat, and then these guys get to roll three d six. Yeah. And move anywhere from three to eighteen inches in another direction. Yep. Uh, and just as long they, as they're in yeah. combat. Because they want to murder something that's behind the screen. Right. You know? It's so good. Yeah. It's so cool. Um, And once again... Uh, And snare webbing is okay. That's okay. I mean, you you just pick a hero and you equal... So it's equal or beat their wounds. That that hero just can't... He can't fight at all. In the following combat phase. But how many heroes... I mean, most heroes are five wounds... Yeah. So you're getting you get a one third chance that yeah, you're a third gonna, of a chance, right? You know, it's it's. I guess I guess it's your choice. Would you rather just you could? Just I mean, it's a rampage. I mean, it, it's it's something special for your Arachnorox. If you don't have anything else to use, sure, yeah. use it. Right, especially if you've got multiple Arachnorox. Like one is gonna stomp, one is gonna, uh, you know, do a monstrous roar, and the other one's gonna do this. You know. Exactly. I mean, it's it's especially if you're running, like you said, a lot of Arachnoraks, You're going to need other, yeah, other monsters rampages to do. It's uh-huh. just it's it's not it's not gonna it's not punching through the ceiling anytime soon with that. Yeah. Um. Okay. So what else do we got here? Um. The enhancements, the command traits. Yeah. Command traits. Now, I went through this, and you've got command traits for Grot Heroes and Trog Bosses. Now, the Trog Boss is literally just <laughs> one model. Yeah. Um, the Trog Boss, adding yeah, so- two to his wounds characteristic and giving him the monster keyword isn't yeah. that bad. That's pretty cool. Um, especially Cause- when the Danghold Trog Boss already has 12 wounds and a four-up save. Right. And he's got the greater regeneration. At the start of the hero phase, he heals D6 wounds. Yeah. And if you got that other stuff going on, he's still a Trogoth. 
So under the bad moon, he's going to still heal D6 wounds after he fights, which is a good reason if he's not really wounded to let the other guy attack there first. I'll go fight with somebody else because I know if this guy lives long enough to hit, he's going to get D6 wounds back. Yeah. And if I fight first and I haven't taken any wounds, it doesn't work anyway. It really starts making people think about what they're going to attack. Mm-hmm. Now, the command traits, and this is where the, the different types of heroes sort of break off and yeah. go crazy. Yes, yeah, so over blessings of the bad moon, the grot hero only. Yeah. That, okay, so that's the loon boss, the madcap shaman, the squig boss with Nasher squig, the loon boss on a cave squig, the fungoid cave shaman, loon boss on a mangler squig, loon boss on a giant cave squig, Scuttle boss on a giant spider and the web spinner shaman. That's nine different models that can yeah. take these command traits. They're, yeah, they're all, all heroes. They've all got all something really to do. good. They're all pretty good. They've all got something. If you're fighting against hordes, the clammy hand is great. Yeah. Um. Uh, no, I'm not. If you're running hordes, if you're running a lot of units, you're running a lot of you know. 10 man units or 20. If, if, if you have a grot heavy army yeah uh the clammy hand the the moon clan layers scenery rule where on a four you could bring it back at half strength yeah, yeah twice two times you do it twice every turn <laughs> yeah i mean you'd have to have a lot of units because you can only bring any unit back once, once this way right at half so strength. i think yeah if you're doing this you're probably just bring hordes of guys. Hordes just, of grots, which is kind of fun. Put, yeah, you probably got 200 grots on the table. On the table. <laughs> um, that's the one that really stuck out to me. Um, mm-hmm. The squig hero with a mount, one to the hit and wound rolls for attack made by the mount. That's good. That's really good. That one's called squig whisperer. Uh-huh. But then, look, they try to cover everything, though. Okay, so they got yeah. the, the clammy hands for the loon shrine for anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, the wizard one, which was if you're a bad snatcher, can cast an additional spell. While they're under the light. While yeah. they're under the light of the moon. Once again, you got to be under the bad moon. Uh-huh. Uh, they got the loon boss one. After they fight, you can make a move. Yep. Pretty cool. You be must must be more than three inches away from enemy units. So that's the one. My loon boss is going to fight you, hit you, and then move so you can't hit him back. He's going to retreat. Um, the the spider fangs get a bonus. Um, spider fang heroes, and that's uh, the uh, scuttle boss and the giant spider and the web spinner shaman. Mm-hmm. Uh, they the their spider venom. The yeah. sixes do a mortal and it ends. Yep. Works on fives. Yeah. Or no, doubles. Then, the, no, the, I'm the, sorry. This doesn't one work doubles the number. This doubles the number of mortal wounds. Yeah, nice. Right, uh, so if you roll, if you roll multiple fives, I guess. You know, you do, instead of doing two, you do. Or no, it's four? sixes, but it's still instead of well, doing. If you're if you're the skitter strand, or if you're the the spider clan thing, you do mortals on fives. Right. So. Oh, that's right. So it's uh, double the number of mortal wounds inflicted by his spider venom ability, and there's nothing yeah. that says it doesn't count when it, when it works on fives. Right. Oh, yeah, the scuttle boss sixes do two mortals, so it would do four mortals. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, because you just double it. Yeah. So if you get a lot of fives on your... Oh, you know what? Spider Fang heroes. That's wait a minute. It, so it, it's also it, the it's also the little spiders. No, it's a Spider Fang hero with a mount only. 
So it's, yeah. it's got to be a hero. A spider fang hero with mouth. Uh, so the, that's so so it would be. But they also the, need the spider venom rule. Yeah, so like the it's the, the scuttle boss on the gigantic spider. I think that's the only one. Wasn't well, the the, the arachnoc spiders? Um, with the shamans on them. Oh yes, but no. What I'm saying is, this is a spider oh spider fang hero. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Which one is that then? The Arachnorok with the Spider Fang War Party is not a hero. Yeah, so the Arachnorok is... with the Web Spinner Shaman. That one should be. Is not a hero unless that's uh, unless that's been FAQ'd or corrected. Destruct- the Web Spinner Shaman on Arachnorok Spider is not listed as a hero. It says destruction yeah. gets Arachnorok Spider Fang Monster Wizard Web Spinner Shaman on Arachnorok Spider. It does not say hero. It doesn't. Unless oh, wow. that's a mistake. Well, I guess not. So it doesn't if, say hero. Yeah. So it says wizard. Wow. Yep. It doesn't That's say lame. hero. Uh, Arachnorok spider with flinger. Doesn't say hero. Mm. Arach- uh, Skitter strand Arachnorok, just the one without anybody, doesn't say hero. Huh. None of the Arachnorok say hero. So this is literally for the scuttle boss on a giant spider. Dang. And not even the web spinner shaman. I was wrong about that because he is not on a spider. He doesn't do po- He doesn't. He's not poisonous. He doesn't have the poison ability. Yeah, the, yeah. The web spinner shaman is just the, just him. Because so, you can. Re- yeah. you, when you buy the, when you buy the kit, he comes with the kit, so you can just run him by himself. If you run him on the spider, you can pick this ability. He's literally the only person that you can pick this for. The scuttle boss on gigantic spider. Yeah, yeah, the super nasty venom. Is just for that model, to my knowledge. Unless there's something that came out that says those guys also are listed as heroes and it was a mistake. Okay, so if the, if the unmodified hit roll for this guy is a five or six, if you're in that thing, that attack causes two mortal wounds. So and it doubles so the doubles mortal wounds, so that makes four. it four. This thing has four attacks. So if he scroll, if he rolls his four attacks and does all fives and sixes. Man, you just did. Then he did sixteen mortal. Sixteen mortal wounds. Yeah, but it's it's just him. It's weird. Like yeah. some of these are just that guy. Yeah, he, Squid he, he, Hero with mount is very different. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> you know, because then that's the Squig boss on the Squig, the Loon boss on the Cave Squig, the Loon boss on the Mangler Squig, the Loon boss on the Giant Cave Squig. Like all of those. But then this one just counts for that. And like I said, but then, it, I mean, the Trog boss has three to pick from, and he's the only one. That's, uh, why did they do that? Why didn't they make the web spinner shaman on a Ragnarok a hero? They didn't. I know. I don't know. I that think is... it's because they don't really control those spiders all that well. And the spider's not in it for, for their, you know, they ain't in it for your revolution. I'm in it to get paid. <laughs> yeah. You know, because that because that would be, because that yeah, would be that's sca- that, that would be frightening if that was a thing. Yeah. Well, so he, yeah, you guys like said you make a, if if but if he's part of a spider fang army, get that scuttle boss as one of your heroes. <laughs> yeah, because that was true. Because the because the what does the arachnorok spiders? They 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 do three mortal wounds on sixes. That they makes do, it six. Yep. So they would do that would double it to six, and they have four attacks with their fangs. Yeah, forget about that. <laughs> that would be bonkers. <laughs> wow. So, okay. Now, once again, Loon Boss, Madcap Shaman, Squig Boss on the Nasha, 
Loon Boss on the various ver- flavors of squigs, or the Fungoid Cave Shaman can pick these uh, Moon Clan artifacts. There's some good mm. artifacts in here, too. Um, and one of the ones I looked at was you take the Loon Boss on the Mangler Squig, and you give him the Leering Git Shield. Okay. Okay. Unmodified hit rolls of one for attacks that target the bearer cause a mortal wound to the attacking unit after all the attacks have been resolved. So I'm running around on this guy with a mangler squig with 14 wounds. The mangler squig, as you know, is bananas. Yeah. So you've got to attack it. You've got to have a bunch of attacks. You need to have a bunch of attacks to hit this thing. Mm-hmm. Any ones that go after it do mortals oh. to the to the unit. Not yeah. only that, but okay, so I'm going to come after him with one of my bigger heroes. So I could mm-hmm. take him down in only five or six hits. I won't yeah. take that many mortals because it's one mortal. You know, I can handle it. If the bearer is slain by attacks made by an enemy unit, that enemy unit subtracts one from hit rolls for attacks until the end of the battle. Yeah. And it just says attacks. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say what type. So you're minus one to hit if you take that dude down for the rest of the game. Yeah. I like this. That's a pretty cool one. Yeah. Oh, if you do ones on your attack, that bounces back on you and you and you take a mortal, that's good enough. Oh, you killed him? That jerk is at minus one to hit <laughs> for the rest of the game. Sounds very sounds very gobliny. Yeah. And then what's going to happen next? What are you going to do? You're going to go and you're going to give him all-out attack to get him back to even? Yeah. Like, that's just really, I like that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the Clammy Cowl. Minus one to hit me, period. Yeah, that's a good one. I like those ones. Minus kind of one like. to hit me forever. Yep, just on everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, is a good one. Um, the Wizard getting the uh, add one to the casting rolls. But I like this. So here, the Staff of Sneaky Stealing, plus one to casting rolls for the bearer. Every time the bearer unbinds a spell, then he gets plus one to casting rolls for the rest of the battle. That's good. So he's already (laughs) getting plus one to cast. Anytime you're throwing magic, if he's only got one unbind, if he manages to do it on turn one, now he's at plus two to cast because he adds one. Plus uh-huh. he adds an extra one because he unbound. You unbind another one the next turn, now he's at plus three to cast. Yeah. If you can manage to unbind a spell every turn with this guy, <laughs> That's a lot. by the end he's chucking magic like it's like it's yeah. and once again, the dead killy magic. I'm at a plus four right now. <laughs> Boom, dead killy magic. And I like this other, a lot. The, the the other squig hero one is good too, where you get plus one rend for all the, the squigs attacks. It's like jeez. Improve the rend of the bearer's gob by one. Yeah. Yeah. Especially since the really huge one does a lot of wounds. Mm-hmm. So, um, once again, and the nice thing about this is that the artifacts are sort of general enough. Yeah. Where you, it's not, it's, it's not, it's, oh, it's only going to be good with this guy. Now, granted, the ones to attacks, meaning, means you have to get attacked a lot for that to work well. Which mm-hmm. means you need a, a model that's got enough wounds, which is why the only one I really thought to put that on is the guy in the Mangler Squig. Yeah. Because everyone else is at like five or six wounds. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, because yeah, if, if you have a Clammy Cowl, then you do all-out defense, suddenly your guy is pretty tanky. Yeah. 
So it, I mean, it, there's there's some good stuff here. Um, Spider Fang ones. Now that is these artifacts. The headdress of many eyes is awesome. So, but the Spider Fang hero once again. Yeah, it's this just is, that one dude. Well, no, there's two. Because the web spinner shaman on foot is a hero. No, that's true. Which is why I'm pretty certain that the one where he's on an Arachnorok <laughs> and not a hero has got to be a typo. But even if it's not... If that if that's a typo and they actually let the Arachnorok spider do double mortal wounds, that sucker could do like 24 mortal wounds. That might be why it's not a hero. <laughs> it might be. I mean, seriously. But so for this, you've got uh, how many artifacts? You've got three? Yeah. Three artifacts uh, for the like Scuttle how, Boss and the Web Spinner. I like how they kind of use reuse some of the old names, too. I like that. Yeah. Nibla's so, Itty Ring. I mean, come on. That's that's from the old world, man. It is. It absolutely is. Uh, so I want to check one thing really The Headdress quick. of Many Eyes is good. I've never seen a mo- an item like this. The yeah. Scuttle Boss only, only unmodified hit rolls of five or six successfully score a hit for attacks that target the bearer. What? Now, once again, scuttle boss only, and it's got to be a hero, right? Yeah. Well, that's it. Scuttle boss on gigantic spider is... Yeah. That's it. So this is only for him. Yeah. I mean, with that, I mean, he can't be a Galician champion. That's too bad. But with with that item... Only fives or six can hit him? That's... Yeah. With, with that thing, and then some all-out attack, and then inside the faction and then he does the mortals on the five that get doubled that guy could unleash some pain yeah and not probably not die right away especially okay so your your unmodified fives and sixes hit so yeah um so basically the one thing about that is all of the weird pluses or minuses that might be divvied out matter not at all because nope. if it's an unmodified five or six, they hit you, yep. but everything else misses no matter what. That's yep. really great. Yeah, you can all-out attack this guy, do whatever you want. I got plus four to hit, well, whatever. Yeah, and just like, no, you don't. <laughs> I mean, you can, only, you, can only, you can only plus or minus it by one, but it just doesn't matter. It doesn't, doesn't matter. You got a one-third chance of hitting this guy, and that's it. And that's mm-hmm. not bad. No. Um, Niblizzity Ring, once again, that's... that's uh, you know that that's a bonus to casting. That one's not bad. It's a once per battle. Once I, the for ones battle. for battles I always shy away from unless yeah, they're really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the totem of the spider god. This mm-hmm. goes. And this work will, will work for the scuttle boss, the spider riders, and the arachnorok. Uh-huh. Um, oh wait, Ooh, no, it needs to be nasty, heroes. No, it dude. can't because it's no, heroes. No, no. So it's spider fang units. So oh, no. oh, oh, that's a, right. A spider fang hero can carry it. But will affect it'll affect it will affect the scuttle everything. boss the spider it's, it affects the scuttle boss that we talked yep. about it affects the spider riders yep and the arachnoroks yeah if they're wholly within twelve inches of him plus one to the mortal wounds for the Oof. spider venom yeah so the sixes that did mortals <laughs> now do an extra mortal but now it does say here your fives don't hits. your fives right. don't. Your fives don't count. Like yes. they, they can still do a mortal, but not an extra yeah. mortal. Fair, fair enough. Absolutely. <laughs> and so then, that, the, the, and well, then, the, so how do you do, do? You get to double that. Uh, it says or add it, one to the number of mortal wounds caused by I the spider du- venom ability. I think you. I think you double it in plus one. I would think. Yes, I think you would add one after, after you, you doubled, doubled it. it. Yeah. 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 Um. 
because I, I know in basic math you always multiply and divide before you add and subtract, don't you? Isn't that how that Correct. works? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I would say it goes that way. Yeah. And then of course the Trog boss gets three artifacts all for his own. Yeah. Uh, the four up ward is great. <laughs> it's amazing. Um. But I do like this. He's got a four up ward, but at the end of each phase, if he took any wounds. Yeah. Roll a dice, and on a one, he eats the glowy house. It yeah, can't use it anymore. So if the if the if the ward save doesn't work, there's a one in six chance it's it's broken. You're done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the glowy house. It. I, I like <laughs> the pet gribbly too. Yeah. Plus one wound. Every time you. A wound is allocated and not negated. Roll a die. On a one, the pet gribbly is squished. Now, this says each time a wound is allocated and not negated. So that's very different than at the end of the phase if any got through. So this one you roll for every wound that gets through. Mm-hmm. And on a one, the pet gribbly is squished. When the pet gribbly is squished, the bear becomes enraged for the rest of the battle, which means add one to hit and wound. <laughs> crazy so you give your trog boss now this is just th- see everything on this sounds like so much fun yeah i wish i had one of these armies i would wish i had a bunch of trolls and a bunch of grots left i think i sold off my entire oh, dude. uh 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 all the orcs and goblins i had a while ago you know Wait, the you know the um the games workshop like uh cases like mm-hmm. the the medium-sized ones yep and then the 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 big ones, the double size yeah. ones, the big, the big ones. So I have, I have like four of those regular ones, and then one of those big double ones, just completely filled with orcs and goblins. I had one of the big double ones with orcs and goblins, but I had really squished in the foam about five deep, and I had a lot of stuff in there. Yeah, I sold it all though because I I hadn't played it in like I literally yeah. haven't played an orc and goblin list in like ten years. Right, I, used to, I, I played them quite a bit. So. He gets plus one wound, so he goes up to 11 wounds. Mm-hmm. He's got a four-up save, and, okay, the Danghold Trogoth also ignores the effects of magic on a four-up if he, if he wants to. Yeah, right? he's actually going to have a, a, is he gonna have a three-up save because of the, if you have the, the faction, right? Uh, what is that? Yes, so if you're playing uh, the, the guys Trogoth and the, and the clan, Mm-hmm. Uh, oh no! The Trogus get plus one to their save under the light of the bad moon. Okay. Okay. And then if you play their group, that's when they get the extra regen. But just so, okay, so yeah. if you're under the bad moon, your Trogus has got a three up save. Yeah. Every wound that goes through, you roll a die. On a one, he loses the. Well, no, he already has the extra wound. So. Yeah. But once he rolls a one, the 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 gribbly goes away, and you are at plus one to hit and plus one to wound yeah. on a on a on a unit that's already hitting. Hit what is he? Oh, where I just lost the page. Um, he hits on threes and wounds on twos. Wow. Rend two damage D three plus three. So mm-hmm. he's plus one to hit and to wound. So he's hitting on. Two is wounding on ones, and I know you can't wound on a one, yeah. but he is wounding on ones, which means when you make him minus one to wound, yeah, that puts him back to two, right? 
So he's basically twos by twos with two rend and D three plus three damage. It's the the pet Gribbly is great. Yeah, it's like you you um, you get a free wound and then eventually you get so angry if you do take wounds that you you start really smashing things. And he's double regenerating D and he's regenerating D six. Yeah, he's regenerating D six at the hero phase and at the end of the com his combat. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's that's really good. So I, I think I would take glowy housets and then I was just I think I just all out attack. To get the plus one to hit. That works too. Yeah. What if you have more than one? What if you're running all trolls? He's the one hero. If you're running all trolls, you got a couple of them. Yeah. You got one for your general and one for the other guy. You give one to each. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Uh, Let's talk about the spell lores. Yeah. Now, uh, the Moon Clan Wizards, that is Scragrot, our hero. He's yeah. got some spells. The Gabapalooza. Yeah. Madcap Shaman, uh Fungoid Cave Shaman, and that's it. So you got four choices there. Scragrot, the Gabapalooza, and the two types of shamans. Yeah. Um there's some cool stuff in here. I mm. kinda like these spells. And they go off easy. Itchy nuisance is so nasty. Six to go off, eighteen inches, you strike last <laughs> until the end of the turn. That's good. Yeah. Uh, especially for guys who get to have little extra attacks and things like that. Till the end of the turn, you're at strike last. Right, because that, that helps you because you have so many units in this army. Mm-hmm. You're probably going to be dogpiling you know, your yeah. opponent's units. So you're going to have multiple units attacking. before. You know, he, and yeah, and you're getting more chances to take this guy out before he gets to attack. Yeah. And it's... Pick an enemy unit, so I could do that to your heroes. Yeah, I could stop your heroes from getting all their cool attacks before I get to try there and whittle them down. Uh-huh. Um, the squig lure, I mean, it, that goes off on a five. Yeah, eighteen inches, and that squig can reroll its charge rolls until your mm-hmm. next hero phase, and they're running and charging and rolling. That's just yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. Um, hand a gork. Yeah, um, pick up a unit up and move them. Yep, that's always been the hand of Gorka, but now you can kind of move them anywhere, just more than nine inches from your enemy. There's no I'm limit. Su- I'm surprised they didn't call it hand of Mork. Yeah, it's a hand of Gork. Yeah. <laughs> and Nick it, Nick it. Yeah, that's an old one, too. Yeah. it goes. Uh, this one goes off on an eight. It's the hardest one to cast, only 12 inches, but pick an enemy model within range. That model's unit suffers D3 mortals. Yeah. In addition, if they have an artifact of power and you rolled a 10, that artifact is gone. Yeah. Um it's it's D3 mortals on an 8, on an 8. So it's not it's not super cost effective and real swingy, but if you can hit that on the right guy. Well, here's you know who you know who I'm going to let have that spell and give him a try for it. Mm-hmm. Is the the wizard who I gave the staff of sneaky stealing to, the artifact? Okay, so yeah. he's plus one to cast. Yeah, so it's going off on a seven, mm-hmm. and when that fool unbinds, oh yeah, he gets plus so one. now it starts going plus off, one, going off, and going off. One. And it yeah. says if the casting roll was a t- ten plus, so if I'm adding pluses to it. Because it oh, doesn't say right. unmodified it does, 10 plus. It doesn't say unmodified. You're right. So, see, look at me. I'm, I'm getting the yeah, combos. Look I, I looked guy. at this book, and I got confused, and I finally sat down, and I just said, okay, you got four basic 
like groups in this book. So then uh-huh. on each of these, I just broke it down by the groups, but then I did under command traits where it said Grot Hero. I listed them all, and then I gave them all a letter. Yeah. So then when we went to the artifact, I just put the letters down. Okay, these guys can all get this. And you start to see the same letters popping up, and you're like, wait a minute. This guy can get this and can get this and get this. And then I started to see, like, yeah, look, I can. If that if I wanted to give him the nicket, mm-hmm. and the only reason I'm thinking about this is because here's a guy who if I've, you know, I can give it to a Moon Clan wizard. Yeah. So I can give it to one of these guys on a big old squig, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I can give it to a guy on a big old squid. To get in range, yeah. Mm-hmm. Get him in range. and Because it's Scrag got the Gobblepalooza or, like, the Shaman, but it's really, you know, it's, so they're, they're guys on feet. I could give it to the guy on the spider, I guess. Nope, because he's not a... <laughs> He's not a Moon Clan wizard. He's a Spider Fan. Oh, wizard. you're right. Yeah. yeah you're so right. Yep. the 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 stuff is cool, but it's very limited on who gets it. Yeah. But man, throwing out D three mortals from your wizard in the back isn't bad. Yeah. And once- I, mean, I guess you, I guess if there was something that you thought you wanted to get, you could like use like the the Galician champions, the Tunnel Master, <laughs> and you could like Tunnel Master this guy, like within nine or you know just outside of nine of some hero that. You- um, you know what I mean? It just goes right. spike that guy's weapon. You could just try it. I mean, there's other things you can use, but if you're playing a bunch of wizards because you're trying to do these little things, yeah, you know, he's got this. He, you know, I'm just saying, if I gave the guy the artifact, yeah, I'd make sure he knew this spell, yeah, because once you dispelled a couple, mm-hmm. then I'm not even worried about the D3. I'm worried yeah. about, hey, did I just? Which one of your guys has an artifact? Yeah. Yeah. Well, on a five, that artifact's going away if yeah. I cast this. But where's, where's Cragno? Yeah. You know that, you know that cool mace he's got? Gone. <laughs> yeah. Well, is that an artifact of power? It's not, is it? Uh, no, it may not be an artifact of power. Because so. I think artifacts of power, I think, are in are, the list. Yeah, they have are, to be on the are, list. Are, are things that you get from but, your. But still. Book. Yeah, you know what? It, you know what? That's great against. And, and then, like I said, this is only going to happen after in a, a little bit late game is where it starts to get a yeah. better chance because you've got yeah. to dispel a few things. Right. But maybe you get a lucky roll. You know who I'm throwing this at? I'm throwing this at every fool who's not a wizard who's got that thing. They make him let him be a wizard and cast oh, a yeah, spell. Oh yeah, the arcane, the arcane tome. Yes, tome. Or uh, yeah, or the stuff oh, that yeah. you can give to your uh, the, yeah. the gargants. Like, mm. things that are really change how that guy works. It's like, oh, this guy gets all this stuff from this. Yeah, look, yeah. I'm just, I, I, look. Yeah, so all your magic defense is based on that one guy with Arcane Tome and Master of Magic? Okay. Boop. Yep. I'm just going to try for him and get yeah. rid of that thing, and then boom. Now he's got nothing. I just think it's, I just think it's, it's cool, and it blends with the other thing. So no, I, I like that. Yeah. yeah, I like that. Um, and then the Spider Fang Wizards. Now, Spider Fang Wizards is... Um, the guy on foot and the guy on the spider. Yeah, there's only those two. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, wait a minute. That's not true. Hold on a second. I think I made one mistake with that. Uh, just look back, look back. I thought, correct me if I'm wrong, where am I looking? The, oh, yeah, Spider Fang Wizard is also the, the shaman on the spider. Yeah. The, so he it can be, this one can be the scuttle boss on the giant spider. 
Or no, he's not a wizard, is he? Yeah, yeah, he ain't a wizard. He no. could make him one. Okay, but. no. So it, it's just the it, this one is the web spinner shaman on foot and on the Arachnorock. They can yeah. use these. That's my mistake. I apologize. And see, Scuttling. and this is why I don't want to go through oh. every little yeah. stat rule. There's forty some guys, and they, they start to sound the same. And yeah, you're yeah, never yeah. going to remember all the stats. What cool uh-huh. things can we do? So th- there was a couple spells in here you really liked. Oh, Wasn't God. there? Scuttling, scuttling terrors is bananas. Uh, yeah, especially once again, goes off on a six, 18-inch range. <sighs> the spider fang unit can make a normal move. Burp. Yeah. So in the hero phase, he makes a move. He can also <laughs> then run and charge. It doesn't say he can't make a move in his movement phase. Nope. Zoom, I'm across the board. I'm contesting yeah. things. I'm chasing. You know what that also does, since you're moving in the hero phase, it also gets you in range of another spell. Yes. Right. Yes. Oh, so dumb. Yeah. Um, I like Curse of the Spider God. Seven, and it's 24 inches. Um, pick someone in range until the start of your next hero phase. Hit rolls always fail on an unmodified one or two. Yeah. And uh, save rolls always fail on a one or two. Yeah. <coughs> that's really great. Yeah, something. The save rolls not yeah. as much because not a lot of people have yeah. are going to get their save on a two up. Yes, yes, I mean speaking of arcane tome, <laughs> <laughs> you give it to the guy on the big spider. Yep, and you do scuttling terrors. Move up, bloop. There's that unit you want to fight. Now you're in range because mm-hmm. you're usually not in twenty four inch range at turn one, <laughs> and you might be now. After you move with scuttling terrors, yeah, there's, yeah. there's so much to do. This army is this army can be so fast. Yeah, that's the thing that I think is spiders the, already fast, and now they're stupid fast. Now and the squigs are stupid fast, and then you've got wolf guys on wolves that are stupid fast. Okay, let's let's talk about speed here. Just to talk about different guys you can give some movement to. Mm-hmm. The two flavors of fanatics are two D six, but we don't worry about them because they're completely unreliable anything. Yeah. Uh Ripa Snarl Fangs, which is an underworld's crew that is actually pretty they're good awesome. as an a yeah. cruel boys alloy ally. Twelve yep. inch movement. Snarl Fang Riders, twelve inch movement. Loon boss, D six plus ten. Uh the with the Mangler Squig. Yeah. Uh, squig Herd is D6 plus 5. Giant Cave Squig with the Lumos, D6 plus 7. Squig Hoppers, D6 plus 10. So it's a lot of D6 plus 7s and D6 plus 10s mm-hmm. for all the, the bounders. When we get to the Spider Riders, uh, regular Spider Riders move 10. Scuttle Boss on this thing moves 10. Arachnorocks move 10. So you've got all of these things that are already chugging along. Yeah. And they just, it's like, oh, this is, now that they're moving even more? Like, it's right. so fast. Oh, You can run in charge. If you start off, you can do a lot of these. The spider guys are 10. Yeah. And then they're running, so they're moving up even more. And then they can, it's just so, so much speed. Yeah, that's kind of what I've been hearing rumors about, you know, from other folks. Yeah. Is that this army is just crazy fast. Yeah, it sounds that way. Mm-hmm. I'm loving it. Um, 
Okay, the grand strategies and the battle tactics. I appreciate the fact that these are not just gimmies. Yeah. I appreciate the fact that I'm hearing right now from a lot of people, too, is that a lot of the ones, you've got the regular ones in the in the normal book, but the ones in the new GHB are not super they easy. Are, they are not. I've played a couple games so far with the new one, and uh, yeah, they are not. They are not super. So you easy got to like this. You got the ones in the new one. You have the ones in the original basic rules, mm-hmm. and you've got whatever your army gives you. And I kind of like that it's not always easy, and you're not just everybody's always going for the same things in the same order, right? Um, you know, let's see. You know, get a grand strategy if you have two or more. Gloomspite gets endless spells on the battlefield. Uh, if there's a bad moon and no enemy models within a foot of it and it's not been smashed to rubble. Um, if your general's not slain and they have been affected by the light of the bad moon in at least three battle rounds. Mm. You know who gets that one every time? Mm. Um, Scragrot. Oh, sure. Why? Because literally... All units within 12 inches of him get the effects of the light of the bad moon. Oh. Yep. And if this unit is in a Gloomspite Gits army, friendly Gloomspite Gits units are affected by light of the bad moon when they are wholly within 12 inches of this unit. He's wholly within 12 inches of himself. He's affected by the light every turn. Yeah. So three battle rounds. If you chase, if you take Scragrod as your general and make that, he just has to be alive at the end of the game. And this battle, oh, the battle ends. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That one's. I mean, everyone's going to try to kill him. Right. But they're trying to kill him anyway. <laughs> yeah. If he dies, you're. Eh. Yes. Yeah. Um, the one doing four of these battle tactics. These battle tactics are not easy. Yeah. Um. Let's, I mean, like, okay. You follow the moon. You're like, you have to have your whole army affected. You can't pick this tactic in the first battle round. You complete the tactic if at the end of this turn, every friendly gloom spite gets unit on the battlefield is affected by the light of the bad moon, and you control more objectives than your opponent. How? This one has two because as soon as the as soon as the I bad moon's in the center of the board, yeah, you'd have the you you. This is a gimme on turn. Yeah, if it goes to the center. You can't pick it the first battle round. Right. So once it moves to the center, you pick it, but you still have to have more objectives because otherwise yeah. it's a gimme. Yeah. And turn two is usually the part of the game where you're swapping control of the objectives back and forth. So that it, one th- should be too This is bad. also one that if you jump forward and you get the first turn and you grab them first... Yeah. If you can just kind of and you're and you're so fast, why haven't you grabbed them first? Yeah. Then if you can just hold the ones up towards the front, mm-hmm. you can have this on the next turn. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're running Scragrot and you're chasing the moon, yeah. Right. So he's chasing the moon. You're running Scragrot, and then um, you uh, what was it? What did it say? You have to. Yeah, so he can uh, he can be the guy. It just it just works. Like these things are they're mm-hmm. just gonna work. Um, if you take pick an objective, your opponent controls. If you have it, and a friendly Goomspike gets unit was added to your army as a replacement using the loon <laughs> ability, contesting it. So it seems like a lot of the easy stuff from before, but now you also got to be doing what your army does, right? 
Venomous Assault. You complete this tactic if at least eight mortal wounds were caused by the spider venom ability by friendly spider fangs. Yeah, that one is turn. just that one, that one seems risky, but if, I guess if you've got enough spiders attacking, you should get it. And especially if you do if a double. Especially if you're doubling. Yeah. If I'm doubling the mortal wounds. Um Pick an stab enemy unit. I like this one. Yeah. yeah. Complete this one if the unit was destroyed by an attack by a friendly Gitz unit that was not under the light of the bad moon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, pick an objective. You complete it if you control the objective and every friendly Goom Spike Gitz unit is contesting it is affected by the light of the bad moon. So once again, if it's in the, middle. It's in the middle of the board and you know you have an objective and you'll yeah. have it at the end of the turn, boom, there you go. Yeah. Uh, pick a monster if you kill it with a Trogoth. <laughs> nice. Honestly, I think you could do some of the... I think you could get yeah. a bunch of these battle tactics. Yeah, those don't seem too crazy. There's a lot of overlap. There's a lot of... Yeah. You've got to have A and B. Right. you got to tick multiple boxes for these. But if you know your army, you can plan this. Right. Like I and said... Or if you, you, should be, you should be planning it. <laughs> well, if I took Scragrot, like I said, and I, a lot of my armies rely on Scragrot. I think he's a great he, he's a great help to the army. Yeah. So I can do that grand strategy if he's alive because he's always under his thing. So I can get my grand strategy as long as he's alive. But also considering that he uh, he 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 gives the light of the bad moon, a lot of these things that have to click column A and column B, he kind of clicks it for mm. them. Yeah. You know. Um, I mean, stab him in the dark, he couldn't do, right. but he could be on one of the objectives that is being yeah. contested, that, that mm-hmm. con- contested objective. Well, if he's there, they're all under the light of the bad moon. Right. Cause they're within a foot of him. Mm-hmm, Cause he's got a, exactly. He's got a foot. So, um, oh yeah. He's, like uh, control the objective. And then you have to, you have to bring back a unit under the moon clan layers that I was talking about. Well, it's easy when you get to re-roll your Moon Clan lair roll. Yeah, I guess that's you why know? he sold out online. Yeah. Well, let's talk about him. Cause, oh, do we have to talk about Kragnos? His rules haven't changed. Nah. Okay. Oh, they do have a battalion, which is a Trog boss and a Trogoth unit. And it gives you an extra enhancement. So if you, uh, that's the only core battalion they have here. It's called oh, Trog yeah. Herd Heavies. Yep. And you get extra an extra enhancement if you have at least one Trog boss and a unit of Trogoths. Nice. Okay. Scragrot. He's only got six wounds and a five-up save. He's got a okay. ward, though, I think. Uh, yes, four-up ward, yeah. A four-up ward. Plus one to casting and unbinding. He mm-hmm. casts two and unbinds two. Which is good. Mm-hmm. Once per turn, he can issue a command without spending a command point. Yep. Everyone with it, wholly within 12 inches of him is under the light of the Bad Moon. He's got the four-up ward, plus one to cast an unbind. Uh, one time in the game, he can choose whether the Bad Moon moves or not, which means all of those special things yeah. that you have to be under the influence of the Bad Moon, well, I'm going to make sure it stays where I want it to stay right. and affects like the whole board or that whole section. And once again, oh, and he's got, he's got uh, his spell, Fangs of the Bad Moon. That's nasty. Okay, casting value of three, <laughs> and this fool has a plus one to cast. Yeah. Okay. 
So he, can't, he just gets it. He can't. Well, well, if you roll double ones, it's a miscast. Double ones is an automatic miscast, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, jeez. 24-inch range, enemy unit, within range invisible, roll number of dice equal to the casting roll. For each three up, the unit takes a mortal wound. This, this is why it goes off on a three. Because if you roll a five, it's like, okay, you get five dice. Maybe I'll let you do that against my horde if you're going to pick. You know, but, but it's 24 yeah. inches, and you don't have to declare what unit you're doing it against until you cast it, do you? Or do you have to de- declare the unit before you cast it? Because uh, it's within one. range. I know you don't have to declare a unit when you're charging. Yeah, pick an enemy unit within range. Yeah. If, no, if successfully cast. You cast it first, yeah. and then you pick. Yeah. So it's, it's a five. You're going to let it go, or you're going to try to stop it? It's a five. You're going to get three wounds. Just go ahead and do it. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, maybe I don't even bother with this. But then you roll in a 10 or 11, and it's like, I got to try, even though that's Oof. heavy to stop that, because he's going to throw. <laughs> he's going to hit me with six mortals. Oof. And all of this. Now, once again, it's the... He's got six wounds, he only moves five, and he's got a five up, four up, right? That kind of is not sweet. Shoot, you just kind of, I would, you you almost kind of like, think like, you know, I'm going to bring the mirror now. I'm going to bring the... Do you know how much he costs? The spell portal. Do you know how many points he has? I don't. Guess. Uh, He's one eight. Is he one eight? Okay, well, just wait. Six wounds, five up, four up. Free yeah. command point, light of yep. the bad moon, yep. plus one to cast an unbind. He can choose whether or not the bad moon moves. He's got two spells. He's got a two-inch stick attack, three attacks, threes by threes, one rend, D3 damage. Yeah. How much do you think he costs? I said 180. 160. Wow. Really? Yes. Unless they change something. That's what I'm looking at at the back of the, what they sent us. Jeez. The freaking Cursling is 180. I'm telling you, Scragrot is an, like an, I, he feels like an auto-include. Yeah. The only thing is, he, he even with the four-up ward, dude, he's got six wounds. Yeah, he's pretty squishy. He's super squishy. But, I mean, you could just bubble wrap him with... Because you're going to bubble wrap him. He's only got six yeah. wounds. You're going to make him your, your champion, yeah. and you're going to give him two units near him. And yeah. what's the rule for those units? So in Galician champ, he's a Galician champion. Right. So if he's within uh, three inches or six inches of his uh, of any unit, you cannot shoot him unless you're a marksman unit. Which there will be marksman units. I don't know, dude. I maybe. Why it's would? Su- yeah. It's not a super sweet uh, battalion to be in because I mean, it it you don't have to be a shooter to be in it, but. In order to fill it, you need three units. Yeah, that is true. And a lot of like people don't like that because then you have to deploy those one at a time. Right. And, and now you're talking about deploying your army with like seven but or eight drops. You, and need, to, like, you uh, need to kind of protect him. Oh, yeah. I agree. But he does so much good stuff. Yeah. No wonder he's sold out online. Do we yeah. ever say that? Yeah, because <laughs> all of this is sold out because it's good. Yeah. Then you got the Gobblepalooza. And this, like I said... This the boggle eye can cast a spell and unbind a spell. Yep. Uh wait, this unit's boggle eye can attempt to cast a spell in your hero. Okay. In addition, the shroom mancer <sighs> can cast a spell and unbind a spell. 
Yeah. Okay. So that goes back to um that whole if you're within yeah within a, some range of yeah. of another one. Well, these guys are always within range. Yeah. And you can only take one Gabapalooza. They're unique. Mm-hmm. But they're in range of each other. So they're getting the bonuses to cast. And they have a couple three. of spells. They have three wounds each? Each guy has three wounds? Uh, one mo- Okay, the models are a Scaremonger, a Brugit, a Spiker, a Bogline Schumer. Each model, yes, I, it's mo- yeah, they yeah. each have three wounds. So it's yeah. 15 wounds in the Gobblepalooza. You got two <laughs> one-cast, one-dispel wizards. Yeah. In the first battle round, it's got a four-up ward. Second battle round, it's a five-up ward. Then it keeps a six-up ward for the rest of the game. But it needs it because he's got a six-up save. This is yeah. they are garbage. <laughs> yeah. When it comes, like you don't want these guys in a fight, right? Right, and they're not heroes either, so they can't hide. And then once per turn in the hero phase, in your hero phase, they can pick a specialty. Okay. Uh, while you have the scaremonger, if you have a scaremonger still, if he's not dead, you can uh, pick a gets unit plus one to run in charge rolls. Yep. Uh, you can give if you got the brew get, you can pick another unit within twelve inches plus one to hit and wound rolls. Uh, nasty potion. If you've got the spiker, uh, pick a unit plus one rend. Yep. So they all got little bonuses. The so mesmerizes a debuff, yeah. Yeah, the mesmer and that goes off on a six. Yeah, the and, spell. Yeah, and uh, they can't issue or receive commands. That's big. Yeah. And then you get the fungoid cloud, which also goes off on a six. Mm-hmm. And in that one, uh, minus one to hit uh, for attacks that target friendly gloom spite units while they're wholly within range of this unit. So all units within 12 inches. Holy within 12, you're minus one to hit them all. Yeah. That's yeah. just, it's, the Gobblepalooza has got, I mean, once again, all of this stuff dies too easy. <laughs> yeah. That's your danger. It's like, oh, I've got this cool thing. Yeah. You, for now, you do. For now, yeah, I'm just going to shoot these guys or just kill them or whatever. Yeah. And I guess if you, I mean, you could, I mean, that's the thing about this army is you can hide all of it behind just walls of. Night of goblins with nets, <laughs> nets and spears. <laughs> right? I mean, you can have four. I mean, how long is it going? It's going to take you a minute to get through forty goblins. Gobblepalooza, by the way, is only one hundred and forty-five points for all those the whole, things. The whole thing. Yeah. Wow. I mean, this is this is where it got crazy, and this is where I have my little list, and we should probably take another break and then go yeah. through all the different things yeah. uh, that you can take. Because they got a lot of different types of leaders, and if we break it down just right, I think we can get through this without doing it for 50 hours. Right. So let's take a break, and then when we come back, we're going to go through the... We're going we're gonna to cruise through the units a little bit yeah. so as not to be here all night. We're, gonna, we're, we're lumping a bunch of stuff together under some of the, their more generic things. Um, Because honestly, you know, your heroes, especially your, your, your grot heroes, they're all pretty much very similar stats. The only big changes is what type of thing they're mounted on or what their one little special ability is. Other than that, they're so similar. It's, 
there's nothing to worry about. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like we can kind of cover it all. So that's what we're going to do when we get back. Are you finally looking to start your rebasing project? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some new and interesting resin terrain? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some fancy acrylic counters to keep track of wounds or maybe some other statistical anomalies? Six Squared Studios. Maybe you need a new rack for your paints? Six Squared Studios. Well, then look no further. What you need is Six Squared Studios. They ship worldwide with domestic shipping for both the U.S. and Canada. Six Squared Studios. That's right, Six Squared Studios. That's the number six, squaredstudios.ca. When your gaming needs go beyond your basic dice, tape measure, models, and paints, think Six Squared Studios. Six Squared Studios. Now all your base are belong from them. We are back. Hi. Yep. We've got so much cool stuff coming up right now. All right. So let's start with the heroes. Okay. Let's start with the heroes. We already talked a little bit about some of them. We talked about Scragrot. He's awesome. All right. So these are the heroes. Just the basic Moon Clan hero is is Scragrot and the Loon Boss. Those are your single on-foot dudes, okay? We talked about all the cool stuff Scragrod can do. Loon Boss, he does actually have a four-up save, which is better than most of these guys, which are around yeah, five. Yeah, for sure. He's got a six-up ward, and basically, if you give an all-out attack, you also do a mortal wound on an unmodified six when you do an all-out attack on top of your all-out attack stuff. So, Loon Boss, not bad. You know, he's got five attacks, can do D3 damage. But mm-hmm. um, he's he's a hero. Honestly, all of these guys, until you start putting them on different size squigs, mm-hmm. and then you're paying, then it, then are you it's it's are you willing to pay a little more in the cost category? Mm-hmm. You know, but like a loon boss is eighty five points. They're so cheap. Like it, it, you know, you can take one of these guys, take one or two. It doesn't you know matter. Um, but those are your. Heroes that are not on squigs and are not wizards. Or Scragrod is a wizard. Your loon boss is not. He's the one hero who's just a straight up hero. And he is dirt, dirt cheap. 85 points. He is literally, I think he's like the third cheapest unit in the book at 85 (laughs) points. Nice. Okay. Um, Now, if you want to have a hero on foot who's a wizard. You can take the Madcap Shaman or the Fungoid Cave Shaman. Mm-hmm. And those guys, once again, Madcap Shaman, 70 points. Fungoid Cave Shaman, 90 points. Like, this stuff is all super. Because none of them are great. They move about five inches. They got a crummy save. Right. Nobody cares. Um, what gets cool is what can they do? 
Madcap Shaman has one spell, goes off on a five, and it gives protection against shooting within 12 inches. So if you need protection against shooting, that guy. Uh, the Fungoid Cave Shaman, uh, this guy's got a cool one. It goes off on a seven with a six-inch range. Each enemy unit within range takes D6 mortal wounds. Yeah, he's always been pretty good. Yeah, and, 90 and points. Better. Yeah, gosh. Take a couple I mean, I, of them. I think I think every every army in here is probably going to have six heroes. I would think. Yes, when right? you're when you're you, if you're not counting Kragnos, your heroes are all dirt cheap. Kragnos yeah. is the only one that isn't. Okay, I uh, hate what they did to my boy Scarsnick, though. Come on. Yeah. Okay. The 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 Dankhold Trog <laughs> boss. Yeah. So the Trog boss. He's two hundred as a leader. Cave Shaman ninety. Now you can take Grinrax Loon Court, and he's actually a leader slot as well. So he's one ninety, but that's a that's a, and Zarbag. But those are Warcry War, uh, not yeah. Warcry. Those are uh, War bands for Underworld. Underworld. Under, yeah, not yeah. counting those. Let's see, eighty five. Grinrax is awesome, by the way. Yeah, but <laughs> but so you put you got a Loon Boss, right? He's eighty five. You give him a yeah. giant cake squib. He's one ten. You put him on it. He's one forty. Yeah. I mean, the Scuttle Boss is one thirty. Scragrot's one sixty. Literally, the if you're not counting, if you're not count, counting the Underworld's Warbands, the most mm-hmm. expensive leader here is the Trog Boss at two hundred. How what's the Loon Boss on Mangler Squig? Uh, on Mangler Squig. Oh, sorry, I forgot. I, I I missed him. Okay, but the Behemoths are more. Yeah. Okay. So the web spinner shaman on the Arachnorock is two seventy, and the loon boss on Mangler Squig is three seventy. Oof. So those guys are more expensive, but they're on monsters or they're on behemoths. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Kragnos is still seven twenty, but right. if you, you should you throw in a Mangler Squig with all these guys being that cheap, I would. Mm-hmm. I would put the loon boss on Mangler Squig. He's the toughest. He's the toughest one in here, yeah. with the exception of uh, Kragnos. Just does of course, in the trolls. I mean, it does a. I mean, the thing with the loon boss on Mangler Squig is he he does a crazy amount of damage, but man, he just dies. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, he has a four up save, and that's it. Fourteen wounds. He ain't a Galician champion. He's never going to get a ward save unless you just take the six up. I mean, is that all he's got? I'm looking through the. He's got a four up armor. He does. That's all he's got. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, no, but like when he dies on a four up, he does D three mortals to units near him. Sure. He's got a huge move, and he's oh. got so many attacks. I mean, this thing is brutal. Yeah, it's gonna die. Oh, it's definitely gonna. It's die. gonna take so much with it. It's gonna yeah. take. It's gotta. It's three hundred. It's gonna make its three seventy back. I would. It's either gonna get its 370 back or it's going to take a lot to bring it down and it's going to save maybe some of your army while it's dying on yeah. turn one or something like that. Yeah, because... I, I, mean, I, I think I think this is the ultimate army to take in like... You just... I think you ignore the, the GHB and you just take two battalions and so you've got two drops and you want to go first. What battalions give you two drops? So you take the, uh, you know, the the the, 
the wart scroll, but the general battalions. Okay, right. So you put you put everything into one, and you have six heroes. You're gonna need two to fit everybody in. Yeah, maybe. And you're a two, and you're a two drop army, and you go first, and you just you know what I mean. This if you're if you're going for mangler squigs and all that kind of stuff, you got to get in. And, and here's the thing: the the squig bosses, and they've all you know. Um, you know the squig boss with the Nasha squig. He's the uh, the the new, the really cool model that yeah. they came out with. That's cool. Um, you know, pick a friendly squig unit within three, and you can give them bonuses. Yeah. Once per battle, you can release the squigs, and if you do that, each friendly squig heard wholly within 12 inches can make a normal move at the start of the hero phase. Crazy. So if you're running a bunch of squigs, yes, the squig boss with the Nasha squig is great, and since he's not on it, he's just with it, he's cheap again. Yeah. And he's a, and actually, he actually is a Galician champion because he's on foot. Yep. Yeah. And how much is that fool? Oh, squig boss with the Nasha squig? The one yeah. who gave all those bonuses to your squigs, eighty points. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the loon bosses, they can all get on bigger stuff, you know, and and they got the different bonuses once again, depending on the size of the gob that the guys, uh, yeah. the the fangs he's got. How all much is this, uh, how much is loon boss with giant cave squig? How much is that guy? The regular, I think I said what was it? Regular cave squig. Yeah, the, the giant cave squig, the big one, the old Scarsnick yeah. model. Yeah, so there's, there's, okay, there's one, let's see, plain Loon Boss, what do I got here? Loon Boss with the Giant Cave Squig is 110. On the Giant okay. Cave Squig is 140. Okay, because he rides it, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, and giant what's the cave, difference? The giant, the giant Cave Squig, that guy can do some damage. Yes. Loon Boss on Giant Cave Squig. Um... Three, he's got eight wounds yeah. and a four-up save, so he's got a little bonus there. Yeah. If he made a charge wound, plus one damage to the Stabba and plus one rend to the Stabba, which means that thing goes, it's got four attacks, fours by threes, one rend, two damage, so it becomes two rend, three damage. And that the guy, you know, four attacks, uh, one rend, D3 damage for the, for the, the, the squig. Yeah. Look at what the the giant cave squid can do. His gobbled up rule. At the end of the combat phase, pick an enemy model within an inch of this unit and roll a die. If it roll is equal or greater than that model's wounds characteristic, it is slain. <laughs> Where? Which one is that? This is the loon boss with giant cave squid. It's the old Skarsnik model. Gobbler. Oh yeah, it is. You're right. And I just dropped my notes. Great. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he's got that. And the one on the cave squig has let's get bouncing. Okay. And yeah. this one in the combat phase, after it's fought for the first time, you can pick a bounders unit that hasn't fought within three inches of an enemy mm -hmm. and wholly within 12. So you can get the Boingrot bounders uh, yeah. to fight right after you, which yeah. isn't bad. No, it's good. Like I said, all this stuff goes together. What you have to decide, I think, with this army is how mm. much you want to mix between them. If you don't mm. just, if you want to go with a pure of any of these things, it's easy to just pick through it and see, okay, I want to get it. Plus, like I said, 
if you're going to take a bunch of characters, if you're not taking Scrag Rot, which he winds up in all my lists because of all the things he can do, but if you're not mm-hmm. taking him, mm-hmm. you got three different loon bosses on Cave Squigs that all yeah. give bonuses to their Squigs. I'm taking that yeah. and a bunch of Squigs. Yeah. The only thing that you lose, the only thing you lose when you do that, is um, none of those guys are wizards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got the madcap shaman and the fungoid cave shaman. If you're keeping it totally to um, the the you know the grot leaders mm-hmm. uh, and not the spiders, so you kind of got to take them. And those guys are slow. Yeah, so that's that's your big weakness with your wizards. All your wizards are slow, mm-hmm. unless you're on the big spider. Mm-hmm. But that's yeah. So, but if you just want to go squig heavy and not have you don't don't worry about too many wizards, just go for it because man, they got a lot of it. Yeah. What other heroes? The we can go to the spiders, the scuttle boss. Scuttle boss, I think, is neat. I like the scuttle boss. Yeah. He's got a ten inch move and a four up save. He's got some sweet artifacts. That thing where you can only hit him on a five or six. That's good. Right. So yeah, we already talked about the cool artifacts. Now he's got. Uh, he's got a spear, and the spider's got fangs. Spears, four attacks, threes by threes, one rend, two damage. Not bad. Mm-hmm. The fangs, four attacks, fours by threes, one rend, two damage. Yeah. Uh, sixes do, t- and this is, sixes do mortals, so sixes do the two mortals, and it ends. Mm-hmm. So you got four attacks, and, um... And it just says, uh, unmodified roll for an attack made by this unit is a six. So it's not just yeah. the fangs, it's the spear. Oh, so he's yeah. got eight attacks, two damage apiece, and that's a spider venom. Plus, remember, you got all that other stuff that can double it. <laughs> yeah. Okay? But he's got spider venom on both of his attacks. Yeah. Um, oh, it can move over terrain features like it would mm-hmm. could fly again. And once per battle at the end of the combat phase, you can order this warrior's to scuttle away, pick a friendly spidery unit wholly within 12. This unit and the one you picked retreat one after the other. Yeah. So he can run and bring someone with him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a pretty good... Yeah, so they can run up, get in combat, do some fighting, and then run. Yeah. And once again, you need you need heroes in your... Yeah. If you're running an all spider list, this is why I just feel like the mixed list runs better. Mm. Okay, because you've got him. Then what else do you got? You've got the hero wizard, which is the web spinner shaman. Okay. Yeah. Um, the non-hero wizard, <laughs> the yeah. web spinner shaman on the Arachnorok. Um, but they have different spells too. So they are very different. Like I said, the web spinner shaman, he's only got four wounds and a six-up save. He's got a five-up ward, but boy's still going to die. <laughs> yeah. But his spell is so good. This is where it comes in. This is where it's like you almost kind of got to pick what units you like to play with and then pick the, the hero that goes with it. Because mm-hmm, he can make a spider fang unit run and charge. Yeah, got, casts on a four, range of 24 inches, and then, yeah, until your next hero phase. You're literally just hiding and, this guy behind no, but it's like, not, rocks and stuff. It's not run and charge, though, bro. 
It's run and shoot and or oh, yeah. charge. charge. So he can run. <laughs> then he can shoot. They can shoot their spider bows, which yeah. it's two attacks, fours by fives, no rend, one damage. But they're still shooting. And then they're charging. Right. And if you cast that thing on an eight or more, you can pick D3 units to do that with. Yeah. So that's a really decent spell. And he's like 65 points or something. Yeah. He's dirt cheap. If he dies, he dies. The web spinner shaman on the spider can cast two unbind one. Cast two. Yes. That's crazy. He's a better caster than like the Zinch wizards. So get out of here. He said he's not a hero. He's crazy. Um, <laughs> and he's got a different spell. Yeah, Venom, Venom of the Spider was... God, six, 18 inch. Pick a friendly spider fang unit, wholly within range. Uh, until your next hero phase, plus one of the number of mortal wounds caused by the spider venom. Uh, for that mm-hmm. unit, if the unmodified roll is a six, if the cast is a 10 or more, you can pick three D3 different units to give it yeah. that extra mortal wound on sixes. Now, it does say here that uh, if it makes it an uh, unmodified fives, yeah, you still only get the extra one on sixes, right. But still, he's casting that to get extra wounds on sixes, extra mortals on sixes, and he's got a second spell to throw. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, these guys. If, well, that's the guy. Remember, I said you want to have a you want to cast two of those spells. Yep. Because one of them lets you move in the hero phase. <laughs> yeah. Right. You can do that, and then you can do this. Yeah. Oh, oh God. Yeah. I mean, I think what would be the loadout for a spider? What would you do? I would do, I'd probably do a web spinner shaman on spider, and then I I'd be tempted to just do two of the uh, skitter strand arachnorox. The un the un uh, the un yeah the ones that don't the have ones that the, don't have a rider. Right, I would be tempted to do them, and then they're only like that, two. Use, they're use, only use like their, two wounds less. Yeah use their ambush rules and then bring all the spider riders with them and just like attack the rears and flanks of armies and then use the rest of your army to like go up the middle supported by your other spot all your guys on your shamans on foot your guy on spider and then yeah yeah and that then that arachnorak is 200 points yeah. You, and he's got and you put the you put the shaman on it it's 270. So if you need mm-hmm. to save some points yeah it works. The ambush from beyond rule is is so crazy powerful. So during deployment I can put this guy we talked about this already. During deployment yeah. I can put him aside and I can yeah. actually take two units of spider riders and also put them aside. Yes. But that's not what it is. So he pops in and brings them with them, but that's done for them. Yes. The fact that he, after I fight, I can be like, he's going back into ambush mm-hmm. is crazy. Yeah, it's at the end of the combat phase, so your opponent gets to fight you back. Sure. Which, which is different than like the Sylvaneth one, the strike and fade, where they... They run the, as soon as they're done fighting. As soon as they're done fighting, they're gone. Is that how that works? I, I don't. I don't or is recall. It, or is it also at the end of the combat phase? I actually don't remember. But at the end of the combat phase, this guy, and then when he deploys, that means within nine inches of an enemy unit. So yeah, he can be anywhere on the board the next turn after his mm-hmm. combat phase. Mm-hmm. Boom! 
Like, that's just such a cool... The fact that he gets to keep doing it is really... I mean, that's just wild. I yeah, haven't well, seen yeah, that they're, before. They're, yeah, they're like a tag. It's, it's, I think it's the same... Let me look up the Sylvanettes. Let me look up Strike and Fade real fast. All right. Well, while you're doing that, I'll talk about uh, the Trog boss and Molog. I got to find Molog. So many pages in this book. Nope. Uh, so the Dankhold Trogoth uh, has just kind of, he's actually, the Trog boss is pretty good. Four up save, the D6 wound regen, which if you're doing it with that guy, it's at the start of the hero phase and after you fight. Mm-hmm. 12 wounds, you can you can choose if he's affected by a spell or endless spell to roll a die and on a four up, nope, don't care. Uh, doesn't affect me. Um, let's see, roll a die for each enemy unit within three uh, and... If it's equal to the number of mo- equal or greater than the number of models in the unit, they take a mortal wound. That's not all that big deal. Uh, end of the combat phase. Roll a die. Pick a, a model. Roll a die. If it's equal to or greater than the wound's characteristic, it's dead. Uh, when you when an in unit issues all-out attack to a friendly Trogoth unit. Uh, add plus one to the attack characteristics of melee weapons made by that unit. So all-out attack, yeah, gets not only plus one to hit, because that's what all-out attack is, right? Mm-hmm. They also get plus one attack. Oof. Yeah. This effect is in addition to the normal effects of all-out attack. So he's just, I mean, it's all like I've got saves, and I do a little bit of damage around you, and I make guys work harder. Yeah. And that's, I mean, if, if you're taking a troll army, you kind of got to take him. You can, I suppose, just take Molog. And I like how Molog is just listed as Molog. He's not listed as the whole, the like the yeah, underworld yeah, man. It's yeah. like, but he just has these guys with him, and they got to keep him near him. And I before, think he's cool because he's he's a Galician champion. Yeah. Which is awesome. And he's got lots of cool little rules. He's a fun mm-hmm. one to take. And he's mm-hmm. not that expensive, is he? Because we said the Trog boss what, was 200 Yeah. And Molog is not that... Oh, he's, Molog's a buck 30 Yeah. So you can have someone who is a Trogoth. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a hero. And I suppose he could be your general. Yeah. Although he is unique, isn't he? Yes. means you couldn't give him you couldn't give him things. So you're still going to want to take that trog boss if you're running trogs. I think so. I think so. He has um, a missile. He has a missile weapon. Yeah, that's right. Oh, so strike and fade. Yeah, is a little bit better than that. It's like once per turn in your combat phase, immediately after a friendly Sylvaneth unit is wholly within nine inches of an overgrown terrain feature or friendly awakened wildwood, has fought and slain models have been removed from play. You can remove that unit and set it up again more than nine from all enemy units. Holy was a nine and blah, 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 blah. So as soon as they fight, they, they're they gone, which is different than what the spiders do, but it's so similar. We don't usually talk about these things, but let's talk about Zarbag's Gits, yeah. which was the one Underworld crew I kept playing before I quit playing Underworlds. I actually had that one painted. I, it's a shame I sold it. I actually liked what I did with it. Um, you can take the gits and how many? 
once again, it's another cheap unit. They just they're all just so inexpensive. Yeah, they uh, the there's king. nine models in here for a buck eighty. Wow. Um, he's a wizard cast and mm-hmm. dispel one. Yep. Okay. Um, he's got two actual spells on his list, and they're both pretty good. Yeah. Well, on a four up, he can attempt to cast an additional spell. Oh, that's right. So he can yeah. cast one, dispel one, and on a four up, it's actually two. Yeah. Uh, Jealous Hex, six, 18 inches. Pick a hero until the start of your next phase. Ignore positive modifiers to hit and wound for attacks made that hero. And ignore positive modifiers to saves for attacks that target that hero. Yeah. He's <sighs> kind of got he's kind of got the same rule that like the the skyfires do. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't get better saves and you can't there the changes to hit don't work either. <laughs> yeah. You can't get better you 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 can't get any better hits and right. your save doesn't get any better either. Right. So yeah. That's a good spell. It's really good. On a six. Uh, face of the Bad Moon's on a five with a range of nine inches. Pick an enemy within range. They have to retreat. If it's impossible, they take D6 mortals instead. So if they go to wow. retreat and they can't do a legal retreat, they take D6 mortals. That's yeah. what Zarbag's got. And he's got five wounds, and he's got that six-up save. Mm-hmm. So he's fragile. Surround him by his gits. Yeah. Okay? There's eight of them. You can keep him sort of protected. Mm-hmm. Um. And they've got netters in there. So yeah, your netters, minus, minus one to hit when, yeah. you know, um, the yeah, the fanatic release is all in there. Before you allocate wounds to Zarband, instead of doing that, you put them on these guys. Like, Or you yeah, can put they're, them. It's, they're like the bodyguards for him, yeah. It's a pretty decent. For that point, if you want to add a few more cast, plus his spells are cool. Yeah. Um, he's not bad either, and I don't often say that about Underworld. Teams. <laughs> no, you don't. I, I noticed that the the Underworlds uh, War Scrolls in this book are pretty decent. Yeah, they didn't suck. No. Now we get through the heroes. Let's talk about the regular units. Now for yeah. Grotz, you got sneaky snufflers. Are these the guys? They have like the. They have like the squigs with like the big noses on them. Okay. So these guys, I haven't actually even really seen the models much for them. I've probably seen them. I don't even remember them that well. Yeah. Um, they have snuffle squigs. <laughs> so they're two wounds apiece. They've five only got ward. a six up save, but they got a five up ward. Yeah, for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> and you can say that they're harvesting mushrooms. And if they do that, like they've got weird. Uh, it basically gives a five-up ward out and maybe give plus one attack with your melee weapons. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, okay. That's pretty cool. You got That's some... really good. <laughs> yeah. Give a unit of 40 st- stickers, you guys with the spears, a five-up ward save? Okay. So, yeah, wait a minute. Let's see. At the start of your movement phase, you can say you're harvesting mushrooms. If you do so, it can't move... And these guys don't have to be anywhere near combat to be yeah. effective. It can't move in the movement phase, but you can make a harvesting roll by rolling a dice. Add one to the roll if you're under the bad moon. On a one to two, nothing happens. On a three up, pick a gets unit wholly within 12 inches. They get a ward of five until the next hero phase. Plus, if you rolled a six, they get plus one attack for their melee weapons. Yeah. Yeah, it's not bad. 
No. How much are they? Uh, the snufflers. Uh, six of them for a buck ten. That's a little. Pr- that's a little pricey. But for well, what they do, th- for two wounds a piece, so you got twelve wounds with a five-up ward. Yeah, and, and it, at the and start of your movement phase, you can harvest mushrooms and give other guys bonuses. Yeah. And their effectiveness doesn't go down the more models they lose. Nope. So you got one left. You're still passing out that five-up ward save. Yeah. No. Now then you got your old school. Um, you know the the. <laughs> The Moon Clan guys with a sword and a shield, and the Moon Clan guys with a bow. The bow's got a 20-inch range. They got a six-up save on those guys. You know, it's fours by fives. Mm -hmm. Plus one attack with ten or more models. So the bows can actually get two attacks. Yeah. So you can do a bunch of shooting with that. Oh, yeah. Uh, The Stabba guys... 20-inch range? Yeah. That's... (laughs) 20-inch range with one attack, uh, and if they have 10 or more models, it's two attacks. Yeah. It's fours by fives, though, so it's not like, you know. Yeah. Um, but they've got netters, too. And so mm-hmm. minus one to hit rolls for attacks made by enemy units while they are within an inch of any friendly units that include models that have nets. So as long as these guys have nets and you can have... Uh, three and tw- uh, is it Three and 20? I think so, yeah. Yeah, 3 and 20 can have a net. So if you have 40 netter, if you have, I'm sorry, if you're not running units of 40 with these dudes, I think you're doing something wrong. Um, at least 40. Yeah, and then you, yeah, you're getting all these attacks. So you can do that. Now, if you want to go with the Stabas, they got a better save. Um, and once again, you're still, they've still got nets, so you're still minus one. Um, to hit mm-hmm. with these guys because they've got nets. Yeah. And th- th- their bonus, and this is a good reason to take, they're like, oh, why wouldn't I take yeah. the shooters all the time? Their bonus. Anarchic hordes. While they have 20 or more models, mm-hmm. they're, they get an extra three inch to their, con- their contesting uh, objectives range. Yep. So you got to be within six. I got to be within nine. Yeah. Which means I can just fit that many more guys in to contest it. Yeah. Yeah. There's the, like everything's got something cool. Even the fanatics. Were there always two flavors of fanatics? Did I miss that last time? I think there were two flavors. Oh, and by the way, the shooters and stabas, they're both yeah. unit size 20 mm-hmm. and they're both 125 points. So oh. 250 for 40 of these. So 250 for 40 wounds. Yes. So pink horrors are 250 for 50 wounds. And they have a 12-inch shooting attack. No save at all. And they hit on fives in close combat. Well, there and you go. So these guys are better. They seem... They're a little more defensive. Yeah. Which is bonkers. Now, the old you have the fanatics, which you, you hide them in a unit, and then they pop out. And if you if you release them... Before, right before the charge phase or at the start of the charge phase, they can charge. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. they strike first, and they've got that D six attacks, fours by threes, two rend, D three damage. They're fanatics. They're the guys coming out swinging a giant heavy ball on a chain, trying to kill anything that gets in their way. Yeah, they're cool. 
Um, I didn't remember the Spore Splat of Fanatics. Yeah, they were there. They were around. So, how do, so how do the Fanatics work again? Let's okay. During deployment, instead of setting them up, you can put it to one side and say that it's hitting in a unit. You got to mark which yep. unit. Okay. Yep. Yep. Uh, it's got to have five or more models and does yep. not have the Squig or Fanatic keyword. So you cannot hide it with other Fanatics. You cannot hide it with Squigs. So it's yep. got to be with guys, little dudes on foot. At the end of the deployment, secretly pick a unit that's on the battlefield that they're hidden in. Uh, like I said, it must be a Moon Clan unit because you get five or more models. It's not a Squigger Fanatic. Yeah. Um, you can only hit, hide one unit per unit. Uh, at the start of the charge phase, you can release the unit. If you do so, set it up wholly within three of and that more unit than three. and more than three from the enemy units. If the unit was released in your charge phase, it can attempt to charge that phase so you can release them which think about this you got to be within three of your unit and more than three from the unit i get Uh up close i gotta get them within nine right so i got them within nine then i let the fanatics go and they're within six now yeah yeah and their movement is 2d6 Uh um if the unit before if the unit is going to get destroyed before you release them when Mm -hmm. you get down to the last model you release them and then kill the last model so they get released no matter what and okay, they have so, strike first. Right. So I got a question. It says at the start of the charge phase, could mm-hmm. it be your charge phase or could it be the enemy charge phase? It just says the charge phase. Yeah. And then it says there. You can says, release it. Yeah. So, if it was in your charge phase, it can charge. So you can release them in your opponent's charge phase. Mm-hmm. It's like, here they are. Would you yeah, like no, to because continue it can be either, charging? Right. Yeah. So you can throw that out and be like, do you really want to do this now? Yeah. Because it actually says later, if it was your charge phase, yeah, they yeah, can yeah. charge. Yeah, and they have strike first. Yeah. So you charge into these dudes, and you can have how many? Um, They come in units. I don't know how big the units are. Let me take a look real quick. Ba-ba-ba. Fanatics, fanatics, fanatics. Um, Five? Units of five for 110. They're in units of five? Uh-huh. So you could set up one unit hidden in this. So each Moon Clan Grot unit has five fanatics in it. Mm-hmm. Bloody hell. 110 per. And they strike first. And they have five D6 attacks? Yep. And you can do all-out attack on them? I assume so. If they're within 12 of a hero or 18 of your general. Threes, threes, ren two damage, D three. They're gonna kill some stuff. Yeah. And the spore splat is even weirder. They're they are um they're they're spinning around puff shrooms. Yeah. Um before the first round begins, spore splat of fanatics can make a normal move. Yeah. Plus one attack for melee weapons used by other friendly gits wholly within nine inches of this. Yeah. And they block visibility because of the spore cloud. Yeah. So if you draw a straight line between the closest point on your model and the closest point of the th- model that you're looking at, yeah. if it crosses over any of these guys, you can't see it. Mm-hmm. They hit on twos. Yeah, they hit on twos. They wound on fours. One ren, three damage, D3 attacks. So they're only 90 points for five, but they're right out there. I don't remember these guys at all. Yeah. And then the only other thing we haven't talked about is the Snarl Fang Riders, which is the new kit. Of the Wolf Riders. Yep. And these guys, you know, once again, they're gits, and it's something that's got some speed. 
12 inches without having to be um, squigs or spiders. Mm-hmm. You know, but they have a bow. And then and they, they got yeah. They have a uh, they have a better redeploy roll, so you get to re-roll the dice that determines the distance it can move. Uh, oh yeah, you can. Which yep. is which is cool, and they can uh, pile in at six instead of three. Immediately after it redeploys, it can shoot. It cannot receive unleash hell in the same right. turn it has received the redeploy, but it can shoot when it, after it redeploys. Yeah. Yeah, it's got the six-inch pile in. You know what they're kind of doing there is they're sort of uh, they're sort of trying to reinvent the. Uh, remember that was like the you charge this unit like the 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 feigned flea rule from old. Oh Warhammer. yeah 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 yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, they're trying to like kind of recreate that rule because these guys are fast cavalry, right? That's, that's what, what they are. are. Yeah, and that's exactly what they do. They move up. They get in your way. You charge. You get to within. Nine of them, they redeploy, they re-roll their die, they chart, they shoot you when they run away. You can play an all, you, you know, um, goblin. Yeah, you can play an all goblin army. You oh, can play sure. an all snarling army, I suppose, but you can play an all goblin, just the goblins, and these are the guys you're going to move out quick and do get all that extra stuff done. Mm-hmm. I think it's cool. I like the I like the writers. I like the models. Yeah. Uh, like I said, Ripa Snarl Fangs are cool. They don't have as much uh, cool juice as the Snarl Fang Riders, but yeah. they do make a good ally because they're cheap. So yeah. if you got to add in a few points, like I said, I, I have those guys with my Cruel Boys mm-hmm. because they're dirt cheap. Yeah, and they move 12. So Yeah, yeah they do. So they, so they can move 18 if you give them a command point, right? They run 6, yep. move 18 inches, which is awesome. The, and then you got all the you know the different things. I like the squig herd. If you just have a squig herd, uh, one in every six models has to be a herder. Okay. Yeah. Um, first of all, they can't receive commands. Right. They just can't because you can't. I mean, it's <laughs> like herding cats. You can't give them instructions. Yeah. You're just trying to point them in the right direction. Okay. Yeah. And let me just say, like the squig herder models mm-hmm. are probably some of the best. Models. They in are the range. so funny. They're oh great. Oh my gosh, they are fantastic. But so here's the thing you, you get one in every six must be a squig herder, right? Yeah. Um, each squig herder in the unit at the start of your hero phase, roll a die, and on a two up, you put back D3 killed squigs. Yeah. But for every one you roll, they, they kill squig him. gets eaten. But seriously, you could put back D3 for each of these guys? That's good. Yeah. 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 A bunch of them. And then you can do, if, if you do run, they these guys explode. They do mortals when they when they flee. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah, so, uh, always every, a bonus. Yeah, every time a cave squeeze this unit flees, four of the miles of room from play, roll a yeah, two up, nine, yeah, mortal wound. Wow, you want them to run. Um, if your general is Moon Clan, the Squig Herd is Battle Line. Nice. And there's twelve of them for a buck twenty, so you'll have two, two herders in there. Mm-hmm. And as long as you don't roll ones, you can put back two D three models. It's just it's just a great. Yeah, and you can't you cannot and then you cannot use inspiring presence on these guys. You can't because they can't do any <laughs> commands because they're just running everywhere like idiots. You want them to die. Oh, sure. You literally, you literally They're just, cheap. These at the front of your army. You just run them 
full tilt into something, do a bunch of damage. They get hit back. They die, or you want you or you want them kind of get slaughtered and then have the rest of them run and just start ca- causing havoc. <laughs> yeah. Um. Where's the thing? Hold on, I'm looking for the different fang-filled gobs. I know there's a bonus on this. Yeah, I mean, there's... Oh, and if you're playing, remember, these guys can run and charge with all of their stupid movement. The squig herd is only a D6 plus 5. The squig right. hoppers are D6 plus 10. Yeah. But if you're in squigalance, you can run and charge, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you've got all those ability. Um, and then, so... It's, it's like you, you're definitely alpha striking with this, right? You're just going for it. Mm-hmm. You, you want to go first, and you just, you literally just go for it. Because if you have to spend a turn getting shot at or whatever, or letting your opponent like get all his defenses and buffs up, I think you're just wasting your time. And these different, <laughs> uh, yeah, the hoppers and the bounders and all this too. Like these yeah. guys are supposed to be moving around and blowing stuff up. This is this is yeah. people are playing this because they're having a good time. Yeah. Um, both of these, they have, if they move over it at different points of the game, one is during the movement phase, one is in the combat phase. Oh, I, I, I passed over you. Yeah, okay. I'm going to roll a die for every model in this unit that passed over your unit. And on four ups, you take mortals. Like they yeah. do all the little extra damagey things. Mm-hmm. Um, they're great. They're yeah, great. They fly because they fly. The squig hoppers all fly. Yes, they do. The squig mm-hmm. ho- Yeah. The Boingrop bounders, the squig hoppers both fly. You're right. Yeah. I didn't think about that. And so do the Mangler Squigs. And the Mangler Squigs are still great. Mm-hmm. 14 wounds, 4-up save. After they make a charge, pick a unit near them. Roll a die for each model in the unit to a maximum of 10 dice. So it's up to 10 dice. 4-ups do mortals. So when you charge, you're going to do you know, s- several mortal wounds. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, if this dies, then before you remove it from play, every unit within three inches takes D three mortals on a four up because it blows up. Right. It starts off with a huge move. It got so many attacks. I mean, if, if it's if it's going to if everything hits, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> four attacks with the potential for D six damage. So that's up yeah. to twenty four. Yeah. You got you start off with seven attacks for the ball and change with D three damage. There's another twenty one potential. And then the bashin sticks can do another four. Yeah. But that's uh like fifty two or something. Twenty four and then what did I say for the other 21. one? Twenty one. Twenty one, so that's uh forty five plus yeah. another forty nine. Almost so forty nine. Potential. Yeah. Potential forty nine wounds. <laughs> From this wow. thing, and yeah. if you throw in the little different bonuses we've been talking about, mm. come on, hey, we get it, the extra rend for the for the teeth. Mm-hmm. Because rend one is it's good, but it's not gonna it's not gonna break stormcast armor reliably. But rend two, rend two will. I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean everything on this is fun. Yeah, and then the trogoths. Everyone's every you know the now. The Dankhold Trogoths, not the Trog boss, but the Trogoths, they are just a different breed than the the old school ones, the, yeah. one, the the ones that used to be the Swamp and the Stone Trolls. Right. And they don't have the Sour Breath Trogoth anymore. No. 
But so the Trog Boss is 200. The Trogoth is 180. Yeah. For one. So these guys aren't cheap, but... Wait, I, wait a Dankhold Trogoth is 180. Is unit size one? Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. But that can be... It's nothing. Of, it doesn't have any special roles. It's just un, It's one unit. So oh, it's you, you just. Could, it's just. It's just one troll. Yeah, but it's got ten wounds and a four up save. Yeah, they're kind of like heals, heroes. Yeah, I feel you. That's how you kind of play them. Um, and it's got the same rules as the Trog boss, except the Trog boss heals D six wounds. He heals D three, but he can ignore the effects of spells and endless spell on a four up. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can roll a die for enemy units nearby and then kill models uh, or do mortal wounds and kill models. So he's basically the mini version of the Trog boss. Yeah. So I, I think what's terrifying about the Trogoth list is not so much... I mean, they can do a lot. It's just when you're facing them, like how many wounds are are going to be in like this average Trogoth army a 2000 point full trogoth army how many wounds are we talking well if you it's, took let's say you took two I, trog bosses that's 28 yeah and then you take a dank hold trogoth that's 38 uh and then you've got the unit now the 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 rock gut trogoths are four wounds four up saves and you five up ward three of them for 160 yeah and then the the swamp the fellwater trogoths are also three for one sixty, and those trogoths are battle line with the yeah. trog boss. So yeah. you got to have at least three units of these. Yeah, I mean you can run it, and I mean they do. You know I, they all heal. I um, think you'd ha- you'd probably have eighteen rock gut trogoths. You'd probably have at least one trog boss, and then well, at least six, one trogoth. Six, Eighteen of that would be six times one sixty, which would be nine hundred and sixty points. Yeah, for that um, eighteen rocket yeah. trogas, which is still leaving you a thousand points, which means you could take a dank hold, you could take two trog bosses if you wanted to. Yep, yep. And that brings you up to about fourteen hundred, still leaving you six hundred. You could still take more trog bosses. You could have yeah. a couple of crazy gits just in the back throwing magic. Yeah, or you could take the the other trogaths. Yeah, I mean there's. It's just the problem is you have so few models and objective staking is going to be terrible. But you have so many wounds. Right, but that doesn't that's not going to get you yeah. your objectives. You see what I'm saying? That's I see what you're saying, but I yeah, gosh, these guys can just do so much damage too. They can. I just like I said, I that's one of the few armies that I don't yeah. see be I mean you could, but then you're playing like you're playing giants and giants have all the cool rules that give them the ability mm-hmm. to contest and the trogs don't. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess you could take I guess you'd do probably what you were saying. You would take you know, a couple of hordes of little goblins. A buck twenty-five just, for twenty. Yes, yeah. I'm going to take a couple of those. We just yeah. spent a thousand on air. You got your eighteen rock guts. Yeah, for a, a little under a grand, you get a couple of trog bosses. Yeah, so you're up to fourteen hundred, and then the rest you fill in with maybe you, another, maybe a trogoth, a big guy. No, nah, and then the, think and about then the this, rest. Though. Eighteen rock guts and two bosses. Mm-hmm. You would still have enough points to run something like eighty grots. Yeah, because they're a buck twenty-five for twenty. Yeah, so you can run another five hundred points on that. 
and have 80. You can have 40 shooters and 40 stabbers. You could have just two big units of 40 if you wanted to be crazy. That's that's what I would do. Um, or four units of 20 if you just wanted to have more options. But mm-hmm. then that even leaves you about 100 points to throw in a character on him. Like a wizard? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, you, I mean, that's the problem with just running all trogs is that they will smash through stuff, but you're yeah. grabbing objectives and getting those things becomes very difficult. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's cool. I would love to just run just trolls <laughs> running across. That's the problem is, yeah, your army's not going to die and it's going to kill some stuff, and but then it's going to lose on, on points, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, okay, so we're down to the last couple of things. Spider Riders. Yeah, I, really, I I I I lean towards the spidery part of this book. Do you? I I don't know why. I just think it's awesome. Well, spider riders. Let's find them. Where are those guys? Spider so riders. Are, yeah. Five for ninety. They are battle line. If your general is a spider fang, you mm-hmm. could. If you ran a spider fang general. You could take all of your battle line requirements for a whopping 270 points. It's mm-hmm. only 15 models, and they're going to die, but mm-hmm. you'd have them. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not that great, They, but they move pretty good, and their bow yeah. becomes annoying. Yeah. So, I mean, it's that, not cause, bad. Because spider venom only works for these guys on their actual spiders. They don't get it on their bows and spears, right. unfortunately. Now, um, all the Arachnorocs are very similar. Yeah. Would I take what? Would you take, I I don't know, I guess I would 30 Spider Riders, or would you take 15? I don't know what you lean towards. With five, you could, you know, their battle line, you could double. The thing is, you you, you keep having to, you have to burn reinforcements on them, Mm -hmm. which means you're not using them elsewhere so i mean yeah. it just feels like it might yeah. not work I mean, if you guys are going full spiders this is your only choice for battle line right now if you're just taking the straight up you know un 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 ungeared unridden arachnorok mm-hmm. 14 wounds with a four up save isn't bad mm-hmm. uh you, we already said you could put it aside you could put it aside with spider riders yeah. to come in and protect it it's got the venom so the, and it, these guys, Monstrous Fangs, do three damage apiece. Yeah. So you do three mortals for unmodified sixes on these attacks. Fives if you're in that, if you're in the light of the bad moon, right? Right, right. So, boom. So, you know, four attacks. Do, uh, that's just great. Um, it gets about eight attacks from its legs. And, it's I mean, it's still fours by threes and stuff most of the time. One rend. But it's it's got fourteen wounds. Yeah, and, and then has monstrous rampages and all that stuff. Right, it's a monster. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you can stomp and do another D three mortal wounds. Yeah, if you put the flinger on it, you get a thirty six inch attack. Yeah, uh, and that you uh, the attack characteristic is equal to the number of models up to twenty. Mm-hmm. And if any attacks with the flinger score a hit after everything's been uh, on a two-up, the unit is entangled Yeah. until the start of your next hero phase, half its movement. So the flinger can really mess with your opponents. Yeah. It's also got spider venom. You know, it's got, I mean, they've all got cool things depending on what you want to do. Mm-hmm. The one with the war party, um, 
for the war party, and this one, none of the other ones have that. So if you put the Arachnorok with the Spider Fang war party, that counts as 10 models for contesting objectives. Yeah, instead of five, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's, I mean, they're, they're all pretty good. Listen, if, if you got your heart set on spiders, you're going to play the spiders. It doesn't, this is, this is one of those armies where I just feel like it doesn't matter if it's any good or not. Mm. Like, people are just going to play it because they like it. Yeah. But I think that there are a lot of cool mixes in here. Mm-hmm. I'm personally uh, trolls and trolls and hordes of gits. That's kind okay. of the way. I, that's kind of the way yeah. I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, that or I'm just gonna, that or I just want to go with with um, um, squigs. Yeah, a just, whole squig lance. Yeah, why not? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um. Oh, you set up that bad moon wars. Did we talk about the bad moon wars shrine? Yeah, because we, we did. did. Yeah, yeah, we, we did. did all that. Uh, yeah. You can pick a gargant, an ale guzzler. Yeah, I mean, and might as well. You can throw him in here, and he's basically got the same rules that he has before. He's only he's got twelve wounds. Yeah, five, five up, up save. save. He's not the biggest ale guzzlers that we've seen, but he can charge three d six from eighteen inches. Um. <laughs> yeah, he just does. He just does a ton of damage. Yeah, stuff him in a bag. He fall. He can fall down to a timber. He's just a great little addition if you need something. Mm-hmm. But that's basically the units, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. it all. It all breaks down so nicely. They all play to the bits of lore that they talk about. Every mm-hmm. one of their little specialties sort of comes across. Yeah. Uh, should we cover the endless spells and then wrap up? Yeah. All right. So we got four Mork's mighty mushroom. Yep. Um, at the, at, yeah, go with that one. Yeah, what does so it do? It starts at, it's in the shooting phase. So you got to cast it uh, six range of 66, which is kind of weird. Um, then it started shooting phase, roll a number of dice for each unit in eight inches, uh, equal to the number of models in that unit that are within eight inches and a spell on here. Five plus, you do a mortal wound. This is the one you usually see. Well, it's got a good range. Yeah. Um, it's going to be like 24 inches most of the time, right? Something like that. 22 yeah. inches, whatever the heck that is. Yeah, 66. The average would be 20. Yeah. So, you did, uh, yeah, roll number of dice for each unit within eight inches of this endless right. spell equal to the number of models in the unit. Right. Oh, uh, yeah. Poof. So good. <sighs> Just I love doing mortal wounds. Uh, I I like the arachna cauldron. I just like the look of it. It's so dumb. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can't. A wizard can't summon this if you're in a garrison. Yeah, because it's linked. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the you can't join a garrison while it's linked. It's got to be next to you. So what else? The blessings of the cauldron. The model that summoned it can cast an additional spell. In addition, um. If it's a Moon Clan unit, it knows all the spells from the Lord of the Moon Clan while it's got this. Mm-hmm. After each endless spell is set up at the start of each of your hero phases, the commanding player must pick one unit within three inches of this model that summoned the endless spell. That unit suffers a mortal wound that cannot be negated. If there's no units within three, the model that summoned it must be suffering the mortal wound. Oh, so that's interesting. At the start of each of your hero, their hero phases, the commanding player must... Okay. 
So yeah. you don't you can't put this into play without having a unit with you to soak up some of the damage. Yeah. So it kind of like kills you. That's kind of crazy, but I kind of mm. like it. It works for me. You know? Yeah, it's goblins. And what else we got? Scuttle tide so malevolent scuttle tide. mode. What's that? So it's a uh, predatory in this spell. Um cast on a 7 with an 8 and it moves 8. And then you pick a unit within an inch of it, roll eight dice, reach five plus, take a mortal wound, and then roll eight dice for each unit that finishes a normal move, run, retreat, or charge move within six, reach five up, the unit suffers a mortal wound and doesn't affect spider bang. So it does it when you put it down and move it, and then if anyone stops near it, it just attacks them. Yeah, and then okay. it's, uh, it can't be dispelled on anything less than a nine. Uh if it's within a foot of any Arachnorok units. You know, that's not bad. No, it's cool. You pull this and summon it, and you put it down next to you, suddenly anyone who comes near you is taking is taking, yeah, damage. Like, you can put this on your flank and keep people from running up to you and get, doing stuff with it. Right, you, if, you, if you had the, uh, the Web Spinner Shaman yeah. on the Arachnorok, you could just put it, like, yeah, you could just put it right behind you or in front of you, because the rules for end the spells are you can move through them, but you can't be on them yeah so if you can cast yeah you can it's pretty cool uh what you can do with it uh what about the malevolent moon what's that one so that one is uh cast six range 12 uh and then it only gloom sight wizard can cast it uh it moves a foot flies uh and this one is move roll a dice for each unit within three on a two up you take d3 mortal wounds doesn't affect gloom spite units and then has that lurid light thing, which was like a big thing in the last book or something. Um, it says, uh, this end of the spell is controlled by a model of Gloomsight gets armored with Gloomsight. Get units in the same army are affected by the light of the bad moon while they're wholly within a foot of this end of the spell. So you cast this and mm. the bad moon. So if you got a malevolent moon and your loon shrine and the actual bad moon moving around. Yeah. And you got maybe you know you got what's his name the 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 Skarsnik or whatever he is um, he puts the bad moon out. Yeah. I mean you can pretty much guarantee that your bad moon's going to be working, and I think oh, that's great right. because that's yeah. a big deal. It is a big deal. You know, it's, it's with Scragrot giving the bonus, I mean, just like I said, remember the bonuses are sweet. Oh yeah, you know. Um, Moon Clan units rallying on a four plus mm-hmm. is great. I mean, imagine like you know, like a Skitter Scrand thing, where like, but I guess you could. I don't. know, Can you get? It? Yeah, you could like teleport some units over there, mm-hmm. and then if you got the end the spell, this end the spell near them, you know, that puts them in the light of the bad mm-hmm. moon, and yeah. But the Trogoths are getting bonuses to the save. The Spider Fang are doing the Venoms on five. The the Squigs are running and charging. And suddenly, and once again, if you're under the light of the Bad Moon, you can return a slain model for fours instead of fives. Okay? So you've got that ability, friendly Moon Clan unit. Let's not forget the heroic action where you can... um, Rally. Yeah. You can rally three times without a command point being spent mm-hmm. so you're rallying three units that are coming back on four ups right i mean you just keep that bad moon working and it's gonna be cool this i i, I don't know how great this army is but boy does it feel like 
if it doesn't win, you're going to have a good time trying to get there. Yeah, I mean, if Gloom Spike gets start being, you know, a lot of play, you'll see people start to take monsters, you know, or other units that can do smash to rubble a lot more. Oh yeah, just because it's going to be like, where is that freaking moon shrine? It needs to go away. Yeah, I may not be able to get rid of the bad moon, but I'm going to get that. I'm going to trash your moon shrine, and then I'm going to try to get rid of if you've got Scragrod on the table because he's got to go. Yeah, he's got to go. He's bringing the moon on his own. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's just there's. I'm I'm excited to see what happens with this army because it just feels like. You're going to see more of it. And I think you're going to see a surge of it as, as tournament season gets underway here. Yeah. If for no other reason than a lot of people have this army. Well, yeah. And it's, got, it's got a new book. So it's like, well, you know what? This yeah. could work. Let's try this again. And I think yeah, that's what you, you're going to see. Yeah, because you might have an old Warhammer Fantasy, you know, 8th edition army. You know, that's got, you know, you used to play orcs and goblins. So you probably got a ton of goblins. And oh, you sure, might as everybody well. should. Yeah. Especially if you bought Skull Pass a couple times or oh, whatever. Oh, dear Lord. That's what I'm telling you, man. I, I, I'm fairly certain I sold, and I did. I had to have. I sold the Orcs and Goblins army. Mm. And I'm telling you, I had like hundreds. Yeah. I had, I think, almost like 300 of those little, go- some guys with, with bows, some guys with nets, some guys with sickles and, spear- and, and shields. Yeah. But yeah, it was hundreds. I mean, I think I used to run. I think I had two units of forty night goblins in my old army. One of shooters, one of spears. I think was what I used to run. Cool. I know. So it's like just like tons of these guys, plus fanatics and wolf riders and the whole thing. Too bad they don't have the war machines anymore. I miss those. Yeah. I the ca- Doom Diver. Yeah, the Doom Diver. Come on. Was so We're, cool. Why don't we have a Doom Diver? Like, what's up? Still one of my favorite things ever. But is the that, Doom Diver. That feels like it would fit right in with this. With their book. insanity? Absolutely. Right? But we also don't have any of the, the bolt thrower stuff and all the other cool things that they would yeah. they would run around with. So what are you gonna do? Overall, you pre- you have an army though. Are you going to be trying it? Are you going to be giving it a, a run? I I'll know. give it a run. I need to, I need to circle base a whole lot more of it. Well, a lot of it's still. I mean, on I players. know. I mean, Games Workshop was nice enough to send us the squig bo- with the Nasha squig. Yeah. And, excuse me, and the Snarlfang riders. Yeah. And so you are going to be painting and posting those. Yeah. Because you were playing this army, so yeah. you'll get that going. Um, I think we're done. Yeah. Gosh, this I'm I'm so excited. I mean, I know I'm not building this army. I'm not starting this army. Mm-hmm. I thought about it a couple times. I never pulled the trigger. I'm not going to do it right now. I got enough projects on the on the table, right? Yeah, yeah. But I'm so excited for the people who play this army and love this army and have not won with this army in forever because <laughs> I feel like they've got their chance, right? Yeah. You know, so I, that's just my feelings. I'm just excited for it. Mm-hmm. So, are we done? I think so. All right. Well, then let's thank the Patreon patrons again. Those uh, almost 1% makes this show happen. Associate producers, Jake C. and James Brown, and executive producer, Scotty Milne. Thank you guys for yeah. um, 
for everything that you guys do. We really do. And let's, uh, we really do appreciate it. Uh, let's not forget also Chaos Orc Superstore, Six Squared Studios, and Grognards. Yeah. Um, I don't see you prepping any sound effects, and I know I'm oh, about to say things, so that, okay, I guess on. I'll mug again. Yeah. Folks, thanks for listening. Um, I know we didn't do Slaves to Darkness yet even, but it was so exciting to get this out close. And I'm not certain if we're going to try to do Slaves this way or if we're going to do... I kind of want to do the beast, the Beasts. I'm excited to see them actually get a decent book. It would yeah. be so nice to see them get a decent book. They haven't had one in ages. So what we could have done is we could have had a Beastman versus Gloomspite Gets battle report to you that would have been fun I w- well you have, well you have both armies so yes we could have done that i suppose yeah well that might be a fun thing to put on the on the on the list of things to do so mm-hmm. but until that time as we do that battle report or report on one of those two books that just came out folks mm-hmm. until next time only the faithful will be triumphant only the faithful will stand when all others fall and only the faithful know no despair except in failure. Four Sigmore!